years ago, a young rag high in DK spent an evening getting smashed at Moxie's in Winnipeg, drinking Jaeger bombs until their blood became nothing but the devil's nectar itself. In their drunkest moment, the boys decided that this drunken night such as this, one December 23rd, 2016, should thus forth be known as Jaeger's Eve. Many years later, the boys brought together a tortured, wise Kyle Joseph and producer RJ for a five-and-a-half-hour podcast that shook the fabric of alcoholism. The following year, a better version of the same show was produced. And ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to tonight, Jaeger's Eve 3. Woo! <laughs> oh, let the festivities begin. Let the festivities Guys, welcome. begin. welcome. I this cannot year's... open my bottle of crack, and this is already going, getting off to a great start. <laughs> oh, oh, let's let's start with that. Firstly, firstly, welcome everybody to Jaeger's Eve Three. Uh, DK, how are you, sir? Hola, I'm doing very reasonable, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. If I, if I was sit, yeah, you know what? It's a weekday, sitting here, talking to some people on the internet and drinking some alcohol. You know, like why not? <laughs> What are you drinking this evening? So I have uh, what I would call a, a describe a, a menagerie for my hydration station this evening. <laughs> I have a battered room temperature, 25% can of Coke Zero. I have this Stanley Park Waypoint Hazel Pale Ale, which I literally purchased because it was within arm's reach of the Jägermeister. Um, I didn't have to go too far. And it's kind of got like this purple label on it. You think it would like be purpley in its in its taste, but it's not, which I'm actually really grateful for. And of course, my big old glass of black licorice here. <laughs> Jaeger, Mister, Mister Jaeger. <laughs> Kyle Joseph, you're back. I agreed to do this um, after a bit of arm twisting, but yes, I am back. There was no arm twisting. Come on. There was no. You're like, I. Well, all right. Well, we'll drink. We've been promoting this on the podcast for like eight weeks. Since last year, actually. <laughs> Since last year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, what are you drinking? So I was planning on drinking Kraken, uh, but it seems like my bottle is uh, deciding it doesn't want to be, be consumed. Are you saying you're having a hard um, time cracking it open? <laughs> Oh, we're off to the races already. I, I was, I'd say I need a drink, but it's preventing me. Um, Shocking. I am, yeah, if that doesn't work out, um, then I do have a very full bottle of Appleton Estate um, signature rum. If we get through enough of that, I have a feeling this is going to be another memorable evening. And, oh, um, I it is, we're recording this. Uh, very much on a weekday, so this is... <laughs> Tis the fucking season. I, I work tomorrow. Um, I don't know. That, 9 that 9 a.m. meeting is going to be a time, let me tell you. 
If this goes well, you're going to take that uh, bottle of Kraken that is being hard to release. You're going to smash it on the floor and in true Winnipeg fashion, lick it right up. <laughs> oh, that is... I worry, I worry of the reputation that our city has across <laughs> the rest of this country. I shot it is well earned. All the time. <laughs> and uh, this year, RJ wasn't able to make it. He is, uh, he has, he's become a bus driver, and his schedule is, is was not uh, allowing for him to be here this evening. So I, I couldn't think of a better way to get some more voices in on this than the guy who was on the last episode of World's Funniest Podcast. Uh, Mick Holly, you've you've come on this channel in the last half a year, and really you've swung your dick around. Guys, a regular. Yes, <laughs> yes that is quite indeed what I did was swing my dick around and come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks We're for the invite. Off to the races, we are off to the races Thanks for already. The invite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a rather special bottle that was delivered here because uh, I cannot or w refuse to drink uh, uh, Jaeger anymore, but I'll get into that at one point, I'm certain. I've got a bottle of Horinka, which is a Romanian brandy that's made with plums. It doesn't taste the greatest, but it's 50%, and it's killing brain cells at a rapid pace because I'm already half in the bag. <laughs> I love oh, that bottle great. though. Like it does look like a fucking wizard made that thing. Like it looks like, <laughs> looks like it's something out of I don't know. Yeah, like that's what you take in Witcher when you need more fucking Quinn. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, man. That's 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 serious. Serious. <laughs> like, how? What? What is the date on the bottle? Uh, it's actually very fresh. Uh, the date is. Fuck, I saw it earlier. It is uh, October 25th, 2022. So it's it's quite fresh. I thought you were going to say the bottle has no date. And I was like, this is sick. Like, this is in a treasure chest somewhere. <laughs> I want it in a quest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm assuming that that's the date they put on, saying that if you, uh, if you drink it after this day 50 years from now... Um, it will it will um, ruin your day. Yeah, it'll be eighty seven <laughs> fucking percent. <laughs> so yeah, I said it I actually up by read, percent every year. I actually read it, it was an interview because I have no idea what the fuck this is, right? Being you know born and raised Canadian, I'm sitting there. It's a it, it was a gift from a friend who is recently in that uh, that area. So I googled it, and apparently it is the official drink of the country of Romania. So uh, I was very excited to broaden my cultural taste buds. And looking at this made with plums, I was like, oh, that, that, that can't be fucking good at all. Because the other flavor apparently was apple. I was like, fuck, that would be pretty good. <laughs> Crack this, that's all he did. Spilled all over the fucking place, and it just smells like rubbing alcohol and plums. So it's, it is <laughs> the season. Was it, uh, was it brewed in Transylvania? Like, you might turn into a werewolf or something after this. Well, I'll, I'll be doing something. <laughs> uh, this is saying... I mean, regardless, Mar 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 like how the moon is in your future. Oh, 100 fucking percent. This was, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I'm just going to fucking butcher it. It is not Transylvania, though. Oh, man, I got the burp something bad already. Um, I am drinking A&W root beer and Jaeger. As well <laughs> as there's a show. <laughs> oh, that's going to be thick. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's, oh, that was what R, RJ can't be here, so he's going to be here in spirit. I'm going to drink his drink, and let me tell you, I'm struggling. struggling Does it have the already. consistency of, like, a banana smoothie? <laughs> Kinda, kinda. 
Frumpy. Oh, man, I'm glad I was on mute because I just coughed my fucking lungs up. <laughs> Streak is frumpy. <laughs> frumpy and lumpy. All right. Six tablespoons of sugar per fucking sip. So okay, it guys, is, we're starting with the Appleton today. Oh, there you go. all right. All right, well, then I guess in honor of it being Jaggers Eve, guys, we need to start doing one of these. Not really, but, you know, here we go. Dust around um, you. All right. Uh, to, to a wonderful Jaggers Eve for the third time on a podcast. Hey, unless we fuck up the recording, we get to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> you, <laughs> um, you, I see that you've already gone from Scottish to Irish, and I'm very worried about what the accent um, vacation you're going to be doing over the course of the rest of the evening, because... Uh, <laughs> Not to be whatever, but I feel like you are restricted to very few other options before it starts to get problematic. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going Jamaica, man. I'm not going Jamaica. <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, it's not happening. I mean, the, I, the Appleton's probably going to take it at bringing it out of me at some point. So, well, feel free, guys. The year has come and gone. Thank uh, God! Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough one. Oh man. 2022 is like the first year that everything kind of got back to normal after everything. I mean, like mostly, like everyone's just kind of free balling it, it now. It with got the back to and... normal in the way that we're just pretending that the hospitals being full is just fine. You know, <laughs> yes, you and know everything's expensive. Yeah, and everything's yes. super fucking expensive. Yeah, like, so we we got rampant Walmart. inflation and people are dying, and it's just like back to normal. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Actually, you know what? Before we get into the Spotify rap list, I have to tell a story. Uh, turning 30 this year has been uh, an eye, eye-opening experience. Challenging, we'll uh, say. Because, yeah. You've had some yeah, experiences. So, yeah, Pussy. I threw my, I threw, I, I, listen, by the end of my story, I don't think you'll be saying that, sir. Absolutely um, not. Um, I, at the, two weeks after turning 30, I threw my back out for the first time in my life, carrying a freezer into my workplace. And... Uh, that's I, that that well you sure yeah absolutely but i mean i'm used to being you know 20 something and my back was indestructible not anymore not anymore and then just a few weeks ago i wake up at 6 30 in the morning take the dog out feel fine go back to sleep wake up at eight o'clock in the morning with this stabbing pain in the side of my body and i'm talking like enough where i'm panicking like it's just, I, I can't get comfortable. I it's Sitting doesn't help. Laying down doesn't help. Laying down on the bathroom floor, looking up what this could possibly be, certainly doesn't help. Laying in the bathtub, holding a toaster, certainly doesn't help. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I called an ambulance, because at this point, I'm like, I, I if even if I have to just go to the hospital, there's no way I can get there. I'm, I, the hospital is 16 blocks one way down my street. There was no way I was getting 16 blocks. Call an ambulance. Guys, get here. Pump me full of drugs. The, the guy goes, okay, so we're going to you can, we're gonna either put so give you some morphine or give you some fentanyl. And I was like, oh, I don't like the sound of the fentanyl. I've heard some bad things about the fentanyl. He's like, well, we're not going to overdose. He says high on morphine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So they gave me the morphine. And then, for whatever reason, proceeded to ask me, all right, can you take, that, can you take the three, three flights of stairs down now? And I just went, not anymore. <laughs> like that would have been a good question to ask me after you took me, you know, down them or something. I can't so, even see. my neighbor at the time 
like had a bunch <laughs> of shit in the fucking hallway. Like all like I don't know if there was spring cleaning or whatever, but it's just shit everywhere. And they couldn't get a gurney up the stairs to fucking bring me down in a gurney. So they fucking strapped me to this like medical chair, like Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> took me down the There's stairs, some threw me threw me into the back of the ambulance. But before that, all my neighbors are standing outside smoking cigarettes going, holy shit, as I'm being, like, fucking taken out of there in a chair, high on morphine, like, uh. <laughs> and I, all I'm thinking to myself is, well, they're now thinking, like, that, that fucking long-haired hippie kid, I knew he was a heroin addict. You guys hear about the like... tweaker on the third floor, man? <laughs> <laughs> Chick Couldn't take hand. the fucking stairs. <laughs> so we get into the ambulance, and the fucking I got carried paramedic... out of the sex swing. <laughs> <laughs> I get into the back of the ambulance, and um, I... Uh, the, he asked me, he goes, should I call anyone? And I'm like, all I'm thinking to myself, because this is who I am as a person, is a workaholic person, is you got to call my boss. I work at four today. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to make it. <laughs> and, like, so, so they call my boss and put her on speaker. And they're just, <laughs> her reaction to, like, hey, I'm here with Rylan, and he's having a medical emergency. We're shipping him to the hospital right now in the back of an ambulance. And she's just like, What? Then that conversation, he's just like, yeah, I'll he let him call four. you. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> that cocksucker. Who the fuck are we going to get to cover now? Yeah, you, you really, you let the your employer down. You should have thought of, of uh, getting someone to cover your shift while you're being Yeah, you should have called away. your boss. You should have called, like, the guy just under you to go and fill in for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Gross. So... <laughs> So uh, we get to the hospital, and uh, the, like, the drugs had set in, so it wasn't as uncomfortable, but there was still some discomfort there. And I'm laying in the bed in the fucking like, area there, and, man, I, I'm so happy I didn't fucking just go to the hospital by you know foot or cab because uh, the waiting room was full of sick people. And I had I have no time for that. Medical so. emergency for the win. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, not for the win at the end of the story. Yeah, but yeah. Um, So I get there, and, and uh, it takes a while to see a doctor. But the nice lady who came over to take uh, my blood uh, took away my drugs. So that was gr wasn't great. Uh, eventually, the pain came back, and I'm just, like, kind of writhing around in the fucking bed. Finally, my doctor peeks through, and he's like, hey, I see you look like you're in pain there. Do you want some drugs? Die quieter. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yes, please. And uh, But I was like, but I didn't like the feeling of the morphine. Because, like, the morphine, it was like I was in pain, I was in pain, and then all of a sudden I was drunk. And that wasn't fun. I, didn't like, I, don't, I don't know how people do It does do sound that. fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this. Like, uh, the, the heroin, uh, people aren't enjoying it when they're taking it. I hope, no, you, I hope yeah. you know that. Like, uh, it's, not, I, it's I, not a particularly, like, party drug. That's no. true. That's true. It's a lot of naps. A lot of naps, um, but no. So finally, they, they they put some hydromorphine into me, which I found out was a much better alternative. Um, and they eventually the doctor comes in and goes, "I think it's kidney stones," and I'm like, "Oh, good, not my appendix," which is what the paramedic thought and I thought and everyone else I talked to at that point thought. Um, I didn't even like, find no, out until later, and stones. I thought that 
Right. Um, and so he basically comes behind me and he punches me in the kidney almost and goes, did that hurt? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's kidney stones. And I'm just like, that's excellent analysis. You can tell excellent. by the blood dripping into my bladder. <laughs> and the piss all over my fucking boxers. Right? The blood. The fact that I shit myself. So I said to the doctor, I said, Doc, what, what is the process here? And he goes, well, you got to get an x-ray. And then we take it from there. And then he comes back about five minutes later and goes, mm, doesn't look like we're going to have time to give you an x-ray today. Uh, it's oh, pretty no. busy in here, and I need this bed. And I was just like, uh, and then the lady pops up from behind him and goes, actually, I can take him for an x-ray right now. And I was like, score. And then he's like, you're pretty high, though. Can you walk? And I'm like, let's find out. I can run, run a baby. <laughs> <laughs> then I had a concussion. I can fucking fly. <laughs> so we walk around the corner. I get my x-ray, and the lady who was – giving me my x-ray was the most concerned about me she goes did you drive here and i went no no i got a ride uh in one of those very expensive taxis which we'll get to um and so yeah so kidney stones uh did nothing happen for about a week week and a half almost two weeks and then one night at 4 30 in the morning i pissed fraggle rock and fraggle rock <laughs> And that was not <laughs> that was not enjoyable. About a week and a half later, I pissed uh, the sequel. And <laughs> the follow-up. If Shrek you recorded two. the audio, we could probably get um, RJ to remix it as a metal track. Auto-tune <laughs> that shit. <laughs> probably. Well, we'll save that for some point this year. That'll be a project for him. Um, it's terrible. It's terrible. And I, I will say... Um, Ambulances are expensive. If you do not have a medical card in the province that you are presiding in, you see. Oh, that's not I good. just got a. I just got a fucking ID for Ontario, and I've been out here for a long time. So I thought it was solid. No, 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 no. Because if see, if I had my medical card, my that uh, that ex very expensive cab ride would have been sixty bucks. Mm. It is instead five hundred and fifty-three dollars. That I'm going to find a way to pony out of my ass in the next six months. So kids, Yeah, that's, that's how much it costs here, too. Even if you kids, got, like... They gave him the Manitoba raise. Yeah. <laughs> 583? It's, it's like, it's between 500 and $700. I can't remember what it is. Fuck that, I'd rather die. <laughs> you got six months? Okay, $97 yeah. a month. Jesus. Yeah, dude, on my budget, that's not happening. Um, but with all Ma that being said... Manscaped, if you're fucking listening. <laughs> right? We God, really need that sponsorship now. Yeah, we have, a, we have a related experience that... Or whatever. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, the, the lesson is don't take Tums. Because I take about nine... T I took about nine Tums a day. That is too many, so actually, though, medically. Yeah. Uh, not well, according to the back of the bottle, 10 is too many. Well, they figure. <laughs> were they like the regular no. size ones? 10's the, the limit. Ones like Nine, the size of, like, a nine's pog? cool. <laughs> size of a pog. <laughs> 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 
No, they were the regular ones. The size of the pogs, those are the Gaviscon, which I was led to believe was not a calcium-based antacid. I was wrong. As I got it, and it was bigger than the Tums. And I was like, well, this isn't going to help at all. <laughs> this is just more Tums. <laughs> ah, different, tums. different. As opposed to, like, Tums where you take it, and then you get that cooling sensation in your chest. This builds a foam about right here in your body, and then it just stops the, the heartburn from coming. But you still feel foam right here, and that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I would take a needle and stab a hole in my sternum. I think with that, like, I would just have to let the pressure off. I don't know if I would like that too much. That's where road rage no, comes from. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, Pepsid is the way to go. Um, I will say, Pepsid uh, does work good, though. Uh, just to be, just to clarify for the record, this is not a medical podcast. <laughs> if you take medical advice from us, it's going to go oh, real bad great. real quick. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. I'm going to get road rage. Pepsid works great. Hashtag no sponsorship either. Dr. Hey, over here. if you want a sponsor, <laughs> tis the season of giving. Right? <sighs> Guys, uh, it's time to talk about our Spotify slash YouTube music wrapped uh, lists. This is going to be, this is a, a fun thing that we did last year that I think is the perfect thing to do every year now. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start to get myself out of the way. I'm going to find uh, it. All right. Well, that'll give you guys time. So my rap list is here. I'm going to turn the uh, music off so that doesn't come over in the mic, the old microphone here. Oh, that was right there. Um, so basically, we're, we're looking at our top songs, top artists, top podcasts. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I'm probably just, just those the... three, I think. Yeah, I think that that, that works. Um... You, didn't, you didn't save a picture of this? I'm letting the vi- I was just letting the video play. No, I did not, unfortunately, save a picture of this. Um... I'm just going to cut this out like, when we get to it. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's, that, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I can do my... Uh, my top artists and my top uh, songs for sure, because I have the playlist here. Says Rylan has the internet from fucking 1994. <laughs> it's still going. No, um, you can somebody pick up so the phone. You gotta start again. <laughs> Basically, my uh, my top artists. Or sorry, yeah, I'll start with my top artists. Uh, when I went to Winnipeg, uh, DK Kyle and I sat down to talk about the Black Keys and how much we love the Black Keys, and it turns out. That the Black Keys were my number one artist. Uh, Metallica came in number two. I don't know how Metallica f- found their way in there. I don't know how they did it. I have a buddy at work. His favorite band is Metallica. And I feel like maybe when he started working there in like September, we listened to a few songs. But I must have been listening to so much Black Keys that Metallica must have just been number two by default. Uh, no rap made my list this year. Uh, I mean, artist wise, anyway. Uh, Nickelback was number three. Uh, I had a, I had a, Jesus. I had a weird July. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you can, I guess we just leave it at that, man. <laughs> weird it. July. 
Well, that's that that's that, that's basically what happened. I don't know how I don't know how that one happened. I I, I really I don't listen to them that often. Um, and uh, at the, uh, the my fifth artist, or sorry, my fourth artist was uh, the White Stripes, who I've been really into this year. <laughs> and the final one um, was Chris Cornell. Uh, or Audio Slave, or just basically any any of those bands. Um, they're all. Uh, Chris Cornell was uh, the, the the live album was the particular one that I think got Chris Cornell in there. But my top five songs, uh, all Black Key songs, all songs that I wasn't even aware of before we did that podcast. Uh, I, actually, that's not true. Uh, three of them are. So never mind. Number one was Low High, uh, DK. That was on your yeah. list, uh, and uh, that became. Let's Let's Rock is an underrated album. It is oh, an excellent it's one album. Of the best ones. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that was my taking off uh, and going home song. Like as soon as the plane left the ground, Low High was the song to play. Um, Fever was number two. Uh, Kyle, that was on your list, I think. That was. That's a good uh, song. It is easily the most poppy, I think. Uh, Black Key songs, the most dancey Black Key song, but. It was, there's something so deep about that song. And this was one of the reasons as to why, uh, DK, you were, you were gone. Uh, Fever was my number two. Um, yeah, it, like, it, it, that song touched me in a way that uh, I, I wasn't expecting to be touched. Just like a priest. Uh, um, what? Yeah, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So did he. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I mean, not wrong, but still. <laughs> oh boy, um, that's good. My number, is there uh, is there a is there a marking that we can put on this podcast that's higher than explicit? <laughs> the two e's. Well, there may be balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three was "Keep Me" by the Black Keys. Uh, that's one that I was I had on my list, as was my number four, "Your Touch." Uh, those were songs that I just played. I, I love the guitar in both those songs just sexy sexy guitar playing uh and number five was tighten up that song I, hearing kyle just break into that song on that podcast we all did together out of nowhere me and dk were so drunk on fucking sambuca that it scared the shit out of both of us we weren't expecting <laughs> to just break into song um great song great song um so that's my top five artists and my top po- or my top podcast was the post wrestling podcast uh, those guys do great work if you're a wrestling fan. I listen to them pretty religiously. Uh, and definitely heroes of mine in this uh, podcast venture. We'll move right along, though. Uh, Kyle, why don't you share your list? you got a YouTube music list. I do have a YouTube music list. They started doing this, uh, basically copied uh, Spotify on this. And I'll go great five to one technique. for both of these. It, it was. Um, I'll do genres first. Because I don't, I don't have. Uh, I can pull up the songs in just a second, but uh, electronic dance music was five. Uh, R and B was uh, four. Five uh, percent electronic dance. Eleven uh, percent R and B. Seventeen percent pop. Nineteen percent what they're describing as independent music, not not a a, a genre, but still. And twenty three percent rock music. Um, my top artists. Five was the Sheepdogs, a uh, nice very good Canadian rock band. Would highly recommend to anybody who hasn't listened. 
check them out. They're very good. Number four was Fleet Foxes. Um, I remain an absolute fan of the band and everything that Robin Pecknold does would mm-hmm. highly recommend. Three is Tame Impala. They are, uh, they, he is Kevin Parker, an Australian uh, electronic musician and, uh, just four truly excellent albums in a row would, would very highly recommend. And then I get some old school stuff too. I have Steely Dan. Nice. <laughs> Reeling in I the got years, into, bro. I got into a heavy yacht rock phase for a bit there, and Steely Dan was a big part of that. Um, and one very, very sad in the year 2022. Uh, Fleetwood Mac was my number one. Mm. Uh, R.I.P. to Christine McVie, because um, I don't know that Fleetwood Mac had a better songwriter than, than she was. As far as the songs go, uh, I'll see if I can pull this up here because I do. Yeah, uh, those artists are going to be very uh, highly uh, in the songs as well. Um, Apparently, my number one song was Peg by Steely Dan, um, which is a great song and also has a lot of uh, Michael McDonald in it. Uh, let's see here. Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Eyes Wide Open by Gauthier. Another very, very good song. Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald. You Can Do Magic by America. Um, some Electric Light Orchestra, Tame Impala. Oh, I saw those guys live. That's a, that's a good concert. Um, Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Hall and Oates. Yeah, it's a... Uh, and of course, you a lot, quite a bit of Blackies. Twenty first night of September. <laughs> oh, great good list. song, very good song. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I was listening to this year. Uh, just a whole bunch of different stuff. Good nice. stuff, Kyle. Good stuff. Uh, Mick, you're you're new to the Jaggers Eve universe, so why don't you uh, throw down your Spotify rap? Sure. My uh, top genre was alternative metal. Uh, I'll go down the uh, artists first. <clears throat> Number one listened artist was Bring Me the Horizon, which is kind of fucked up because not a single song makes their my top song list. So I guess it was just as it was scrolled through my playlist. But hey, whatever. A couple of British guys or uh, a British band that can scream. Their old shit's way better than their new stuff. I'll give it that though. Number two is Arch Enemy. Uh, three was uh, Halo Scan. They uh, they started always like a YouTube cover band, but they're they're doing their stuff and some of their. Um, some of their uh, their original contents are actually pretty good. Three Days Grace was uh, my number four. Uh, rounded out with Ginger as my number five. So a uh, you know shout out to a Ukraine band there that uh, Ukraine had a hell of a 2022 as well. Okay. Uh, my <laughs> my top songs uh, is Handshake Handshake with Hell, which is an Arch Enemy song. Uh, Shotgun Blues by Volbeat. 1200 by Mushroom nice. Head, like bringing back the old college days. Uh, Rainy Day by Ace Nine Kills and Hell the Apocalypse by Avatar. Uh, that one's kind of funny because it makes me laugh. Uh, they were interviewing Avatar 
uh, I don't know what the hell it was on a podcast or, or something else like uh, like live live wire or something and they're asking the this the, the lead singer from Avatar they're like hey like you always have a lot of meaning and a lot of uh, like hidden hidden stories behind your songs like you always like you know can you describe some of the process and he's like yeah it's just you know music has meaning to all of us and lots of things happen he's like but I like to put stories in the songs the guys like oh well, what's what's the story behind Hail the Apocalypse and he's like Oh, that was just about a guy hailing the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> the most literal one, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's obvious, That was my <laughs> good little tidbit from fucking Hail Air uh, Avatar there. Uh, man, my cheeks are getting rosy, boys. <laughs> so I'm glad that I'm not drinking uh, Jaeger this year. Uh, I appreciate the invite, but uh, back in my glory days, in my, my own college days, uh, I hailed the apocalypse a little bit too hard. And uh, actually, no, sorry. Jaeger was definitely a mainstay in the college days, and I thought I could handle my Jaeger. Well, it wasn't until I was a little bit older and working and, you know, making it to where I was going to be buying a house. I was in my early 20s. And uh, I've discovered that dependent... <laughs> Solely dependent on the amount of liquor you drink, specifically Eggermeister, is uh, direct correlation on how hard you're going to be puking the next day. <laughs> and when we were at the bar, we were all sitting around on a splendid New Year's Eve. Uh, it was uh, New Year's Eve 2010, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Roughly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is when my life changed for Eggermeister. So we're all sitting there, and we order Jaeger bombs because that's what you do on a New Year's Eve at that circa 2010. That's <laughs> what you do at a Moxie's in 2016, too. Right? Yeah, this, well, this, is a, this sounds like a, this is a resemblance of, of yeah. uh, the, the legend where Jaeger's, Jaeger's Eve was not, actually birthed. You don't need to to sell Jaeger. Yeah, you're not required. Uh, you can you could sell other alcohol to the to your patrons. Listen, they will Kyle, you know what? Jaeger was used to be sold on the side of the road by snake oil salesmen. Just like, get your Jagermeister here and a clear, you know, like, clear look at the bottle. Honestly, yeah. you want to do it? Like, you don't want to do it? I'm done with the bottle of Jagermeister. What? Rinse it out and put fucking snake oil in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's there just cough syrup for the fucking, you know, the. I tell you, courage. Up and up until this past weekend, Jagermeister, I, I take a shot of it every once in a while when I'm feeling icky. And it, it does it. It does it for me. I don't know what it is. It's got so much herbal shit in please, it. You never know. Please do not take medical advice from this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Especially far, we on... have recommended you Jaeger and, and Gaviscon. <laughs> no, not Gaviscon. <laughs> no, no. No. Apple Tums. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten, ten is too much. Nine is okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, not over. Turns out time nine might be too much. To... stones. Oh boy, Mick, tell us, tell us the I guess the the almost the original origin story of Jaeger's Eve. How did this start for you? How did this end for you? I'm just a couple. Well, it ended poorly, but (laughs) (laughs) it it started fine. But like I said, I'm I'm a couple years older than you, so you know, there's there's that origin story started earlier. But we were probably around the same age, so we have a couple of Jaeger bombs and. think that everything is going well and when you're at a professional drinking establishment they will give you the, the you know the, you get the the full proper amount of red bull and fucking a shot of jaeger so that's fine but 
the drunker I got, and originally I fully intended to have dinner and leave, because I didn't know anyone. I was very new to Edmonton. I had been there for about 16 fucking days. And uh, I get invited out to a couple of guys from work that I'd never met before. And just like any good college girl, I ended up at his house afterwards. <laughs> and, I'm scared. I'm so scared. And we, we continued the, the festivities. So... We realize, it's like, well, what else is there to do? Well, fucking, we're going to keep drinking Jaeger bombs. Unfortunately, he is not a professional drinking establishment, and he had no Red Bull in the house. So what instead we did was mix Jaegermeister with fucking Green Monster. Oh, no. Hey, you, <laughs> you think oh. that Jaegermeister has enough sugar? Put Green Monster in that? Fuck, man, the room was spinning. I ran out of cigarettes, so I fucking, he's like, oh, don't worry, man. Oh, oh, oh. Flash for or uh, flash back a sec because the entire bar that I was with us was probably about eight or nine people. We were all going to go to his house to drink afterwards. Well, that didn't happen, and it was me and my wife at the time went to his house to drink, and I never fucking met these people before, <laughs> so super fucking awkward. So he gives me a pipe to smoke with fucking like pipe tobacco. Oh no! <laughs> and I had never oh, fucking no. had that before oh, either. Oh, oh. so, so what's happening? My belly is full of Green Monster, Jägermeister, and I'm puffing on a fucking pipe that I've never fucking smoked out of before. You fucking gagged off the way grain too <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> and I was drinking Magic Potion. It was horrible. And I, so I fucking get inside. The room is spinning. I have no idea where the fuck left and right is or what my name is. And I fucking yacked the thickest Jägermeister sludge I have ever fucking experienced in my life. And I could not stop. Like, my stomach was expelling it from me while my world turned black. And I passed out in his fucking bed. <laughs> it was very fucked up. And then the next Welcome morning was Welcome to Edmonton. Like, yeah, man. Like, the most... <laughs> Awkward fucking Cinderella story ever as his wife is driving me home. So, yeah, it was. That's why I no longer drink Jagermeister Jets. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh. That's pushing the limit, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to that. Yeah. Uh. DK. Yo, sir. My Spotify will rabbit. Your wrapped list. Oh, we're wrapped. Okay. Unwrap it for us. I'll unwrap my Spotify for you. Show you all its secrets. <laughs> ah, so I played 3,035 songs last year. The top five songs that I played, which is not a huge surprise to me. Um, it My list is significantly different than last year. Kyle will remember oh. where everything was, ex- uh, everything was off of the Rolling Stones Let It Bleed album. It was like literally like <laughs> all of that's it. Like it was that was it, everything was Rolling Stones and it was kind of fucked up. It was like, almost I, like it was 1972 not 2021. Yeah. Yeah, and I had just got the vinyl and now I was buying one to replace it but keep it in the package to help it save value. But anyways. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I, I this year I started this playlist on my phone called Songs That Slap. And every time I hear a song, I'm like, oh, man, that song slaps. I add to my playlist. So subsequently, every time that I play the <laughs> playlist, though, it's like I don't have it on shuffle frequently. So I just listen to it top to bottom. So, um, yeah, the first song is Midnight Hour by Jamestown Revival. The second song is Surefire by Will Dorado. 
The third song is Straight Jacket by Bay Ledges. The fourth song is Atlas the Dip. And the fifth song is New Orleans is Sinking. Uh, the funniest thing is that but the first four of you to ask me anything else about any of their work or their other albums, I'd be like, I don't know. I just like this one song because it slaps. Uh. Um, <laughs> so I listened to over a thousand artists. But my number one artist was uh, The Tragically Hip, which is fairly traditional for myself. Uh, I was in the uh, top 1% of hip listeners. That slaps. Um, top artists in order. Uh, it's funny. Co- so, number one is Tragically Hip, obviously. Um, number two is Eminem. Um, a lot of his songs kind of pump me up a little bit, and they're the exact beats per minute that I need to fit into my motivational workout playlist. So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three was the Eagles. Number four was AGR, and number five was Bahamas. Don't really like AGR that much, but uh, I did have this one song that's super annoying and part of my pl- uh, alarm for a while. So that's probably why I made it onto the list. Oh yeah, like so you and Kyle wake up to songs every day. What mm-hmm. I have to ask: What's the song you're ending 2022 with? What's your current alarm right now, Kyle? I'll start with you. Um. So. 2022 has been an interesting year for Kyle because Kyle got a CPAP machine and now he sleeps at night and apparently I I was talking to you know the people who are at the clinic and they were telling me that oxygen is important when you sleep and I didn't believe them <laughs> but um, apparently uh, when I did my test my oxygen level dipped to 55% which I am told is very low so <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, now, uh, songs don't wake Kyle up anymore. Uh, so I am back to alarming it hard. Um, (laughs) and, uh, the ringing, uh, the ringing wakes me up, but it is, it is an unpleasant, uh, wake up. I think the last song I was listening to, I had gone back to a Jonathan Colton song by the name of Good Morning Tucson. Um, Jonathan Colton is, man, um, a nerd rock artist. Hard to describe. Um, he, uh, he sings a lot about, it's, it's, yeah, sort of like comedy type of stuff, but, uh, some of the beats are still pretty good. Um, would recommend, but yeah, You're talking that like was early, early childish Gambino comedy. Like, I think it's along a similar avenue, except um more rock than hip hop. Okay. Okay. And I can, I can respect that. Like very much like yeah. Tenacious it, it's, D. It's, oh, that's that's interesting. Um softer rock than Tenacious D. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah that's that kind of idea. Uh if you want an entryway for anybody who's listening want an entryway to Jonathan Colton, I would highly recommend a song called IKEA. Broke that out at a at a sing-along night once, and uh, everyone just burst out laughing hysterically. It is, it's a good song. I'm, I got two currently. I have the uh, one that goes off early, which is nice and relaxing to wake up to. Uh, it's uh, actually, it's Ophelia by the band. And the second one that I have is a little bit more aggressive, and it's Casual <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. Just wake the fuck up. Yeah. da 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 yeah, that'll get you out of fucking. You have to be careful with those alarm songs, though, because like, 
that's an easy way for you to hear a song shuffling on a playlist and to be like, oh, what's going on? See, for Man, me, not even that. I just fucking hate it. After a while, I, yeah. See, yeah. I don't have a problem hating these songs at all. Like, I love the band a lot, and I really enjoy Led Zeppelin. So I don't really, like, hate the song per se, but when I go to go somewhere, uh, for work-wise, I'm traveling. I got a couple-hour drive ahead of me. I have Android Auto or whatever on my Jeep. So when I plug the phone in, I like to have the map come up because I really it's important to me to have an ETA. Um, and then, but what happens is it immediately starts playing the last song that I was listening to, which is the song that I woke up to. And I'm like, okay, it's only been an hour. I don't need to be reminded of like me getting on. Like, <laughs> any other time it's okay, but like that time when it's like, what the fuck? You know, find something different. That's actually the only reason why I stopped listening to music to wake up, because I used to have a lot of stuff, and then I was just like getting to the part where I just cringe every time I hear that fucking song, because I really don't like waking up in the morning. And I had it set as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's fucking entrance music. <laughs> so <laughs> you hear that first fucking like, and not like, not like his uh, the the face like one the, or the heel one. No, 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 not like the rap version, like his original NXT fucking Rising Sun theme. And yes. so like, and that, that song fucking smacked. But my god, every time I hear that, it's like I feel fuck like that song. No, fuck it. I hate it. Fuck Nakamura too. You should have, you should have uh, made the transition to Glorious Domination. I uh, actually I did, and it was so it's, it's such a nice fucking little like first that, but then it's like yelling in your face as you're trying to wake up. Glorious, <laughs> like fuck. So I hated you that have song. A glorious too. day every day. Yeah, until you start hating the fucking song. It's like, glorious, yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up and lose, man. Like, go to the main roster so Ziggler can kick your ass. <laughs> Guys, we've wrapped the wrapped lists. Or, or DK, did you have any more? No, man. I'm, I'm good. All right. All right, so we've wrapped the wrapped lists. It's time to play Sentence, sentence Association. It's kind of like word association, but we're going to give you a few more words. Uh, usually, in the last few podcasts we did... Uh, fast food. We did pizza places. And it's time to talk about dine-in restaurants. I have a list of dine-in restaurants. If anyone wants to include any, feel free to throw some in. And, and we'll, we'll go around the circle and talk about them. Uh, we're going to start with Kyle, because he's the one in the corner on my screen that makes the most sense. Cool. Um, Denny's. Oh. To be fair, everybody's in a corner on my screen. Oh. Four of us. <laughs> Denny's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh denny's the sentence is only at 2 a.m okay okay i like if you're, that if you're uh in a situation where you are traveling i this is uh, my dad tells this story where there's because he he did a lot of uh road travel in the u.s and stuff like that and he says there's a there's a time at night when you're driving you haven't eaten anything all day. You're exhausted, not not feeling it, and you see that that Denny sign come across across the highway, and you're like, huh. And that is, I have had one trip to Denny's. It was I. So I'll say this: I'm not a fan of eggs to begin with. Uh, so Denny's is already half of their menu is now just not interested. And I had a burger at Denny's. In Kansas City, Missouri, before a, a game where we were going to see, family was going to see the Royals play the Blue Jays in, in Kansas City. 
And let me tell you, I don't know what it is they were using on the patty of that burger. But it every bite, it wasn't like outright bad, but it was, huh. <laughs> kind of offensive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those like, I can't place what it is that I'm eating, but I don't think I like it. <laughs> and just that bite after bite. So, yeah, that's my, my feeling for Denny's is 2 a.m. only at 2 a.m. <coughs> DK Denny's. So I don't think I don't think I've really eaten at Denny's a lot. Um, but I will say my sentence association for Denny's is uh, meets expectations. And depending on what those expectations are, like traditionally low, I would say it meets them. Uh, I, Denny's to me feels like if Salisbury House made it big and got out of Winnipeg and <laughs> then tried to be a pancake house <laughs> and they changed the name to Denny's. That's what, uh, that's what Denny's is to me. Oh, that's a good, that's a good association right there. <laughs> Mick, Denny's. <laughs> Fucking sticky floors. Too goddamn expensive. <laughs> Waffle House is better. <laughs> I love this game. I do too. <laughs> I'm excited for Den- more. Denny's for me is I, I I'll only get it over skip the dishes now. Because at least you have to like, sit in the fucking sticky booth. Is that what it is? You're like, I, I you're like you know what's better than Denny? You know what's even better than Denny's? Denny's at like room temperature. <laughs> when it's all soggy and shit yeah hey your grand slam is a fucking just like it's just a slam yeah (laughs) yeah ain't so grand oh fuck i'm not drinking any more of this plum shit (laughs) famous last words i mean it's it's got some fucking bite to her like i'm half in the fucking bag dude you're like the color of the christmas lights on your tree like yes sir (laughs) Uh, it's funny. It, it, it's funny, DK, that you <laughs> whatever that you brought up that you brought up Salisbury House because uh, I want to make this as Winnipeg central as possible because we've all at one time lived in Winnipeg. Oh, he's getting he's getting hard with Mike. <laughs> My, here's the thing about Mike. <clears throat> Mike is fine if you spend your whole night with Mike. But if you venture off somewhere else... To Romania, perhaps? Yeah, if you go to Romania first, <laughs> taking that that heavy alcohol content, and then you go to Mike and pound it with that sugar content, it's it's bad news for you, man. I'll let you know how it goes tomorrow. <laughs> Mike, Mike, if you're going to be with Mike, you got to be exclusive. Can't Mike? Don't do that. That playing around stuff. You know, Mike. Well, there's only one of Mike in the fridge, and then it's fucking back to White Claws. So. Oh no! Why? <laughs> well, cause clearly, Kyle, I want to fucking puke tonight. Okay, White Claw. If you are listening and you want to sponsor this show, you're do only going to be able to pull it off on uh, World's Funniest. I I can't do that ad read. I am sorry. Once again, we are not doctors. Do not take medical <laughs> advice. <laughs> But we did enjoy a summer of seltzers. So what if we're very yeah, experienced? What if 
What if you took a watermelon, like added alcohol, and sucked so. all the flavor out of it? Well, oh, speaking of flavor, we had the uh, last time we got together had a fucking seltzer sister night. There, we had the uh, the the white claw surge. Fucking highly recommended. Highly recommended. A lot more yeah. flavor. A little it, more. It's booze. better when you add more alcohol. Yeah. If, if it's seven percent as opposed to five, oh, yeah. you turn that can from silver to blue. Fuck yeah. Fuck it, yeah. It was good. The only shitty part is you had to fucking order it online. You can't just like walk into the liquor store. It's really weird. Um, it's funny that DK you mentioned Salisbury House because I, as, as I said, I wanted to keep this as Winnipeg Central as possible because we've all lived in Winnipeg at one time in our lives. Salisbury House is the next one on the list. Oh, uh, easy, Mick. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> oh, well, so it has been many a year since I ate at a Salisbury House. However, I have been down that route. Uh, reminds me very similar. It gives me uh, very decent memories of like Ponderosa. Um, but all I can really think of for that is actually only one word, and that's heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, so I guess regret too, but. <laughs> DK. Easy, man. Two for Tuesdays. <laughs> like, the only time that it's actually viable and realistic to go and eat at Salisbury House is when everything is, like, half off. You know, you get a, you get a couple of fucking nips. For the boys, you know? <laughs> you know what a nip is? It's a fucking smash burger that has only Cajun spicing in it for fucking seasoning. <laughs> you know? It's not, it's, yeah. it's like a burger, Harper. but it's not actually a burger. You know? But hey, you know what? You get an entire fucking basket of fries for like half the price. Two for Tuesdays is worth it, man. <laughs> just don't go there, because... Grease. Kyle, Salisbury House. A great after-bar experience. I thought you were going to say stabbings for a minute. <laughs> um, look, I mean, notwithstanding, I, I tend not to get into too much trouble when I get when I go out drinking because, like, I, here's the thing. <laughs> because I've fucking had to covered, ambulances are expensive in Manitoba. Yes. <laughs> I've never had to find out if I have to fight, but I, but, um, uh, there's a, a quote on a podcast I like to uh, listen to. There's weight classes for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't tend to have to fight because if you stand next to me, odds are you're just not going to want to take those chances. Correct. But um, I will tell you, I have had many a good experience. Bars closed. You're clearing out. You want something to eat. Heading on the way home. Uh, see that Sal's? I think I'll stop in for a nip. It's a good time. Uh, better experience than McDonald's, in my experience, uh, for uh, on the way home grabbing food from from whatever. If you're doing McDonald's on the way home, uh, just stay in the cab. Ask the cabbie to drive you through. You just, you're just you not going to want to go in and like see other humans at that point in time. <laughs> um, you want to see yeah. yourself. Be a champ Sal- and arrested for impaired. <laughs> Sal's is a good. T- Sal's is a good time for that. I will say this: there's a Sal's on a uh, street that I live on, that is where a Perkins used to be. Correct. And there's a name I haven't heard in some time. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and for whatever reason, they adopted Perkins as ours, so they're closed when the bar lets out. And what is the point? 
You gotta get that Sal's dinner rush. If you can't be a goddamn restaurant that serves breakfast at 2.30 in the morning, what the fuck's the purpose? So, yeah, like, at that point, you know, open an IHOP. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you're going to do that, just open an IHOP. If you're gonna, if you want if you want bankers hours, this is Sal's. We are open to three in the morning. We are, God damn it. Uh, that's my that's mine. Is open o- open whenever you need it, and I've never, ever except for I was gonna say not not ever never ever, uh, only once have I ever had a bad Sal's experience, and it's when I ordered a plate of onion rings, and there were five, and that was considered <laughs> a plate of onion. They were big rings, bro. <laughs> Big rings. They, they fuck. Were the were like all oh. of the edges touching? So that they like spread out and covered the whole place. Did they just <laughs> like put the next? No, to they each gave other it to like me this? in a glob. They, <laughs> they they gave it to me in a glob. <clears throat> and and when the server handed it to us, I'll never forget her saying, "I know it doesn't look like much." <laughs> because it is also a typical college experience. Wow! Right? Oh boy! I'm sorry. Our like... guy that slices the onions is off today. <laughs> well, um, we're gonna charge you full price anyway. Fuck you. Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Dude, that's I like remember... fucking two bucks a fucking onion ring, man. I remember we were in what kind of onions. Uh, so, are they from Romania? Another road. <laughs> Jesus. Another road trip. Uh, experience from my youth we were in I can't remember in Al- where in Alberta like Lethbridge or something like that driving through it's dinner time we're trying to grab some food for the road we go to an A&W and we place our order and they tell us I'm sorry we're out of onion rings and like why are you still open at that point like you just like just put on the put on the door <laughs> sorry we're out of onion rings had to close Everyone would be like, "Yeah, I understand." It's like who's the AW and orders fries? Yeah, exactly. <coughs> or when, uh, like, what is the fucking like Burger King runs out of fucking burgers? <laughs> it's like at a certain point, like it was like, "What? I'm gonna get a chicken sandwich?" No, you're Burger King. KFC runs out of fucking chicken, which does happen, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Now you're just KF. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kentucky Fried, what the fuck? <laughs> What's the, what's the next restaurant? There, uh, there was yeah, a, hit us uh, with another one, man. Before I get into that, there was a Burger King placed into Napanee in the last few Placed? Weeks. Placed. It, it just appeared. It did. It just one fucking day, appeared. <laughs> Nick can back me up on this. One day it wasn't there. The next day it was. <laughs> dropped yeah, fucking shrimp behind, it. behind the drugstore. Like, what the fuck? That the should fuck be did the I sign. get there? That should be a sign that you should not go there. You guys live in Listen, Sim City? That thing... <laughs> It's more of a village, really. Like I feel, I I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like, because at this point, you know, if you're if you're you're opening a Burger King, I guess you might as well just get it shipped in already, ready to go. It's not like you need to. It's like those windmills you see parts that go by. Funny story, (laughs) they actually did that when I uh, in Kenya. They opened up a Burger King there, and that's exactly what they did. They fucking shipped in all the shit to like basically microwave it. I imagine because it all tastes like shit. Um, no, so it appeared there, and the drive through has been <laughs> the entire parking lot of the, uh, like, uh, of where it is every day since then. Did, Brylan, did I tell it's you It's like Napanese never had Burger King before. And listen, I like Burger King. 
But so, it's going to be like six mm. months before I can get in there. So I will tell you this. Uh, you, first of all, you like Burger King. Uh, you need to, like, expand your horizons. Educate yourself. Um, I'll say this. I was in Brandon. I lived in Brandon, Manitoba for a year. Sorry Longest year of Sorry, my yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will take all the sympathy. There are three <laughs> bars there, and they're all country bars. The Keystone um, Inn. I... I um, remember I, because I used to say stuff when I was uh, at lunch or something like that, just chatting with coworkers because I worked for the city, and people would, at random, would freak out over stuff that I said that I didn't realize was was crazy offensive. So the thing that I said, and I'm not not usually a person who offends people like that, the thing that I said that offended the Brandonites on this particular occasion was. Dairy Queen is okay. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, look, the food Dairy Queen's okay. So the thing is that Brandon, at the time, only recently did they get a Dairy Queen that serves food. They only had the one that, the little kiosk thing that served the ice cream. So they had to drive the 90 minutes up to Nipawa, Manitoba to get, um, to get Dairy Queen. And they would do that. Are you because serious? Apparently, and the thing that that I had to be educated on was, no, you don't understand. It's the garlic toast. Okay. I'm sorry. You know that, like, <laughs> yes. What's happening in Westman? What the fuck? I don't know. That was what I was saying. I was like, I've had decent chicken fingers from Dairy Queen. No disrespect. They do a fine fast food chicken finger. It's just like, one, I've had better fast food chicken fingers. And two, like that's not a that's not a high bar, you know. So, the name though is Dairy Queen. Yes. All <laughs> of the things that you're describing that these we'll say types of people want are not dairy. Yeah. Well, they like they because they have the ice cream place in the city, sure. nor are they royalty, but they don't serve the hot food in the city in Brandon until because very it's no recently. Good. And they they just the opened things one <laughs> it's because Brandon's no good, man. You know what? They like, put a fucking uh, military base there to shoot fucking artillery because there's nothing around. <laughs> I, t- I will tell you one thing with Dairy Queen. I have, under the influence, skipped to myself a $30 Dairy Queen ice cream cake and paid <laughs> a gentleman $15 to drive it across the city to me. And I will say, I will 100% hands down admit, that's the fattest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but I will also say it was 100% worth it I paid like $60 for a fucking ice cream cake at like 11 o'clock at night because I was too big to have this fucking how, Uber driver how much of it did you eat? all of it <laughs> like not all at once but like I was like a slice a day keeps the doctor away it was like a 16th of the cake we Which are not way, doctors it, yeah once again you know <laughs> But, like, do you know how many calories are in Dairy Queen fucking birthday cake, ice cream cake, man? <laughs> all of the calories are in there. <laughs> they but found no. all of them and they stuffed <laughs> them in there. But I will tell you one it's thing. It's in those rocky road or those little, like, gravel bits that they, they <laughs> coat in chocolate. I will, I will tell you one thing, though, Kyle. Never in my entire life has I fucking skipped the dishes some fucking goddamn garlic toast from Dairy Queen. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 and I again. will tell you that the guy that opened the fucking Burger King in Nipah, that's now <laughs> the busiest fucking Burger King in Canada, there's no way that guy's not fucking jerking himself off in his PT Cruiser on the way home every night. <laughs> because, like, seriously, you open something like that and it's, like, not that good. Like, what is it, like, 80% margin on fucking burgers or something? Like, it's like, yeah. It's, I was like, I was going to say, like, that guy's so going to have his fucking franchise paid off in, like, 18 minutes. Winnipeg, <laughs> about two, like, about two or three years ago, started opening Popeyes. They opened a bunch of them. Yeah. And, a, like, they were packed early on especially when before they had i think there's now like seven or eight of them in the city but before that that when it was just one or two they were packed but popeyes is good there's a show on netflix about popeyes in winnipeg called everything everywhere all at once that's what it was they just popped up everywhere they pop died everywhere it'd be like nova scotia Mary Brown's is good times too. Mary Brown's is great, but I was uh, like Popeyes. I, I like the chicken better. But Mary Brown's, some of the that poutine is. They got the taters. Oh, yeah. The tater oh, yeah. poutine, man. Um, Kelsey's, Kyle. I'll start with you. What's the last time I went to a Kelsey's? Oh, I my got an answer for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I. So the last time, I think maybe the only time I went to a Kelsey's was um, I was working I was working at EB Games. This is in my second year of university. I was working I was a, a holiday temp at EB Games, and I think I had a split shift or something like that because it was one of those type of days. And I ran, went across the street to get a, a chicken sandwich from Kelsey's, and it was fine kelsey's is like i feel kelsey's is um the name they gave to moxie's for the people who were tired of moxie's it's there's like five of those restaurants that are all the same and then there's finn mccool's which is the same but a bit more irish (laughs) and boobs (laughs) oh yeah. So Kelsey's is Kelsey's is the same as the other ones. That's that's my feeling on Kelsey's. DK Kelsey's. For me, Kelsey's. Uh, the word association I have for Kelsey's is no other options. <laughs> um, if I've ever been to Kelsey's, I can only remember like maybe one time in my life. Um, you know how Fender has like a sub brand of guitars called Squire that are just like kind of shittier and cheaper made. I feel like Kelsey's is the Applebee's version of that. <laughs> Uh. All right, excellent. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> I literally stole the words right out of my mouth because I was gonna say fucking should have been an Applebee's. <laughs> I remember going to More Kelsey's. like could have been an Applebee's. Yeah, yeah, should have been a fucking Applebee's. I, I went. We went to Kelsey's. Used to be like the like the big sit down restaurant in Trenton when I was uh, when I was in like junior high and high school. Only option. And then it is now a fucking Boston Pizza because Kelsey's <laughs> sucks. So <laughs> those things are everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, the, the next one I have, guys. Uh, Kelsey's. I've had my experience is very much so like Kyle's. What a, what restaurant are we at? 
That's 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 the word of the sentence association. The thing about it is like all the other all those other restaurants, all those other restaurants like Applebee's, like um, Montana's. Montana's is next. So save your thoughts. (laughs) They all have an aesthetic. Like I don't necessarily agree with it, but they've all made a choice. Kelsey's feels like the restaurant that you open up if you don't want one of those, but you also don't like making decisions. No, you just open up a Chuck's instead. <laughs> not, not, not wrong. Not wrong, sir. Not wrong. Guys, Montana's. Uh, Mick, I'll start with you. Montana's is like the ghetto version of Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> like, it could be good. The ribs are okay. But, like, it's all the same now, man. All these fucking roadhouse, smokehouse, fucking cookhouse, mom and dad's fucking, like, it's too fucking expensive and the food doesn't justify the cost. It's true. I work at one. I know. (laughs) Um, DK, Montana's. I have, like, one sentence to say about Montana's, and it is, we are competing with Swiss Chalet and consumer-ready retail products because nobody wants to come into a restaurant anymore and wear the old fucking moose hats and have a bunch of people yell at you because it's your birthday. That's a run-on <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Man, there's like 78 fucking, par- uh, fucking commas in there. You know... It's your birthday! It's your birthday! Right? You know, like at least the moose horns are cardboard now and the kids get to color on the table with crayons. I like to draw dicks before I leave, but... Um, the only thing Montana's has for them is the fact that their waitresses and waiters know how to write their name backwards. And that play them. You know? Because everything has got way too much sodium, and those ribs were made yesterday. That's why I said they were okay. They're not good. Otherwise, <laughs> meet expectations. <laughs> Kyle, I, I, I assume you're, you're with all of us. It's just, uh, it's just there. They'll sell you Brandon food. Manitoba's number three steakhouse. Um, <laughs> and they fucking really love Dairy Queen. Look. No, you don't get the garlic toast at the steakhouse, man. They can't yeah. get the garlic <laughs> toast at the steakhouse. Um, I, I, did, I did. I have. I'm probably the most recent trip to, to Montana's. I went there because I went into Brandon to see family there uh, last funny. weekend. Uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And yeah, before the snowstorm. And um, yeah, like here's the thing: you go in with like ribs are ribs are hard to totally screw up. You're not going to get good ribs, but you are going to get ribs, and ribs are better than a lot of things. Yeah, even so, so that's can sort of. Hmm? Even Sobies can do it. Yeah, like... Sobies. No, that's not to say... Yeah, if you were to cook your own ribs, you're going to get better ribs. But, like, if you don't feel like cooking your own ribs and you're willing to pay $30, you will get satisfactory ribs. It's where those two things meet in the middle that, that I have a hard time comprehending. Because, like, I have no problem paying $30 for ribs, but I want, like, reasonable ribs, not just, like, these are ribs. <laughs> like, I, I will say this: the price point, uh, the, the closest, ribs. 
The closest Montana's <laughs> to me is uh, near uh, the Keldonan Place Mall in Winnipeg. Yes. And four point two kilometers. Yeah, there's <laughs> Jesus. There's a um, oh, what's the name of that? Uh, famous Dave's. Yes. Uh, rib place, a couple blocks from there. I'm like, it might be another ten dollars, but the quality <laughs> of ribs is so much better. Go to a real rib place. You'll that's, you'll that's your you'll feel better. Go yeah. to a real rib place. <laughs> Yeah, but I got a few questions about Famous Dave's, too. Because if we were to do a word association with that, my question, my, my, my sentence would be, cockroaches in the kitchen? Go Statement, ahead. not a question? Yeah, no, in the kitchen. No, I went up. Kitchen? No. What's the next one? Wait, oh, boy. The keg. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. Keg. Um... The keg is steakhouses aren't meant to be chains. That's my thought it's, as well. That's my thought as well. It's not, not quite a, a steakhouse. It's not bad. Like, here's the thing. The keg is going to set you back two Applebee's meals. Oh, fuck yeah. Four Kelsey's <laughs> meals. Yeah. <laughs> like... The keg is charging. The keg is charging you like it's not steakhouse prices, but it's not steakhouse good. It's fine. It is steakhouse. I'm not experience. gonna knock. I'm not gonna knock the keg. It's fine, but that's what I will say about it. I will say this. Speaking of, uh, we're talking about now. Num- uh, Brandon's number two uh, steakhouse. Um, the, What's the keg, number one? What's number one? Because there's no the more on steakhouses the on my list. Yeah, there's like a, there's like the an actual hill, like, like Jerry's or... like an actual local restaurant or whatever it is that's very good. Um, but the keg in Brandon, I don't think has been renovated for like fifty years, and is unrecognizable as a keg. I passed by it while I was there. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like. And my, my siblings turned to me and said, is that a keg? I mean, yeah, I've been there before. Is that before. the keg or is that was... the stabby bar across the street? <laughs> no, that's an Earl's. It's, it's like tucked <laughs> behind, like it's tucked behind an Applebee's. And if your keg has to hide, that's not a good sign. DK, the keg. You know what? I, I want, I want to hate on the keg. I really do. Um, but I also don't, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I guess the word I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say is reasonable, you know? Like, the environment is okay. Um, this is a few keg, keg tips I have. Though, first of all, okay? So the sides are always from a warmer. So there's that one. I don't work in the kitchen, and I know that. S- the second one, always order your steak one degree less doneness than what you want it to be. So if you want a medium steak, order it medium rare because the chefs that cook in, in that kitchen, like one, don't know what they're doing, and two, because statistically someone is more likely to return an underdone steak than an overdone steak, in my mind. And when I say statistically, that is coming from no sorts of research or <laughs> any sort of Google thing, right? So if you know that going in, you have a pretty good, you know, drinks are okay, waitresses are attractive. 
Food is reasonable. Steaks, order them rarer. Sides, they're filling a hole. Um, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. I'd, I'd have no problem going to the keg. If someone's like, hey, you want to go to the keg? I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'd be like, no, I'll <laughs> go to the paying? keg, but I'm only going to do it once this year. The thing about it is, it's like, the keg is, it, the keg is not bad if you stay in, like, if you stay inside the lines on the menu. Once you start to get into, like, ooh, I would like to try, you don't try at the keg. You get the tried and true at the keg. Right. You do you order do those. There is no try. You, you also, get that you steak the baseball with sirloin. Come on. Yeah, you get that steak with fries or really? mashed potatoes. Don't you think you think you want that uh, whatever that whatever the specialty uh, signature? You think you want like mac and cheese or you want to try an adventure? No, you want a baked potato and asparagus. The easiest thing. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> you want the things that you know they're gonna do like well enough that you're not gonna notice. That's what you want. That's the keg is the keg is like they've they've got you covered unless you try to get fancy then you get into trouble. Every time I leave the keg, I think to myself, that's very similar to the last time I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I don't I don't I don't leave being like that was the best meal I ever had. I leave being like I had a steak and I paid <laughs> all of it. Paid for all of it plus way too much in tip because her skirt was too short. Mick, the keg so my keg experiences are relatively limited because I'm a cheap prick however the last time I was at a keg was at the West Edmonton Mall and it was yeah it's too expensive and I'm just saying my my sentence if it's a date there better be head (laughs) (laughs) because I ain't paying 120 bucks for a dinner (laughs) to go home fucking jerk off like <laughs> this, is, this is quality entertainment uh um, we are we are losing listeners by the way <laughs> people will agree <laughs> maybe not your wife <laughs> um kyle i'm gonna start with you for the next one it's a winnipeg exclusive so this one's gonna be fun mongo's grill Ooh. So Mongo's Grill, and the answer to it is I do Mongo's wrong. Now, here's the thing about this. Mongo's Grill, for those who do not know, is a place where you go, you collect a bunch of meat and vegetables and noodles, you pass it to a person who then prepare, cooks it for you. So... You've got to do a lot of the like flavoring. You got to know your stuff a little bit going into it. And so you either you take one of two strategies when you go to Mongo's. The first one is you try to tinker with a recipe, which is you throw a bunch of stuff in there, you let them cook it up, and you always come out a little bit disappointed. Let me give you a little bit of a tip. They don't they're not too like hype on it. But they do have Alfredo sauce up at that bar. So you get yourself a decent pasta. You get yourself a few Alfredoable meats, particularly if they've got shrimp. You go ham on that shrimp. Alfredoable. 
you throw that up there, you can get yourself a not bad shrimp Alfredo. You don't have to worry about experimenting with, ooh, I think I like. No, 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 no. Don't think you like. Know what you want. That's a really good motto for life. <laughs> DK, do you have an experience about Mongo? Or Mon- at Mongo's? Mongo's? A word association for Mongo's is don't be a smart ass. And, and it's, it's kind of like Kyle. It's like, first of all, don't be going in there thinking, I'm fucking Captain Stir Fry. You know, because... <laughs> Because they they, they want to give you the impression like you know what you're doing, but you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You no can't idea. do this at home. Shut your fucking mouth. Read the instructions. Right? Because if you could do this at home, why the hell are you at Mongo's? All they're doing is adding heat. Like, that's it. And they're bringing you fountain beverages. Don't be a smartass. Right? The second thing is if you stick the frozen pieces of meat in the right way, who cares what kind of meat it is? You stick. You can make the bowl taller, and you can put more noodles in there. That's why you're really here. Noodles and teriyaki. Don't be a smartass. If you could do it at home, better you would, because it's, it's the only thing you didn't do is buy the ingredients. You went there, you paid more than what you were actually eating, and you drank fucking refills of Dr Pepper that was fifty percent water. Don't be a smartass. Also, also, uh, if you are going to get sauce and not Alfredo things up like I do. Mm. Once you think you've added enough sauce, add two more scoops. Mm. Also, like, I always get the egg. The egg's free. Eat the egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things that, like, Mongo's is... You might... Mongo's is something where your first meal there, odds are, especially if you don't think about it beforehand and you don't take their advice, you think you're better than the advice... <laughs> Your first meal at Mongo's is going to be disappointing. But by the time you get to your 10th meal, it's going to be okay. You'll find you'll found something that works for you. Mongo's was the first trace location for COVID-19 in Winnipeg. You know that? That sounds accurate to everything that Mongo's is about. And I do wonder... I did make that up, though, but I mean, I, I would yeah. probably... No, would. but like, the buffet experience after it? COVID is gone... The Jimmy Buffett experience needs to be over once COVID is gone too. But the buffet experience once once COVID is done, I do wonder if that is now like something that we tell our kids about that we used to do. Do you know how many people I know that went to Footy Goody just to get food poisoning? <laughs> I don't want to work tomorrow. You know? Oh man. Back in the day, kids, we used to sneeze on our food before we ate it. And shared it. No, we used to sneeze on <laughs> other people's food. We yeah, would right. get our plate, and then we'd sneeze in the kale salad. Dude, who the kale? fuck's eating kale anyway? You eat kale, I'm fucking pissing on your salad. <laughs> you deserve to get that sneeze on there. Yeah, right? Um, Mick, do you have a Mongo's Grill story? I don't, but uh, listening to the stories and the, the type of restaurant it's been, because I've, I've been to, you know, the, the Check that, it that out. type of Check it restaurant. Out, so, like... My original word association with that was, oh, this sounds good. I'd like to try it. Afterwards, it sounds like doesn't sound like it's worth my time. <laughs> it's, my, it's not a bad experience. It's just like, like I don't want to give off the impression that the restaurant is bad. No, it's like, great. I loved it. You gotta, the thing about it is, if you think that you're, you're better than the advice that Mongo's willing to give you, 
You're not. Also, if you're just going to have one bowl, get them to make it for you. My, my first thought was they spelled mangoes wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the the final restaurant on our list here, uh, it's because it's the Agger's Eve. I'll start with DK Moxie's. Never eaten the food. <laughs> <laughs> I just treat their fucking Jaeger bombs, man. <laughs> Kyle. Moxie's is pretty good. Um, uh, so, my best meal I ever had at Moxie's. I'm going to tell a story because I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations on this is over. <laughs> um, I, my brother took a computer, uh, a computer usage course. This is basically teaching you how to use a computer. I did a computer science degree. We weren't allowed to take this course. If we took it, it wouldn't count as part of our, uh, as part of our, um, uh, as part of our credits, so we couldn't do it because yes. they expected that we could use a computer. Yeah. But basically, it's like, here's how to do Word. Here's how to do Excel. Here's how to do PowerPoint, etc., etc. And so my brother decided, I'm not going to say which one. I don't want to do those things. Hey, Kyle, if you do those assignments for me, I will take you for di- I will take you for dinner. And I had a steak sandwich at Moxie's. Uh, brother got an A, and it was a, it was a solid steak sandwich. Let me tell you, the I'll say this: I don't know about the other Moxies because I haven't been to. I've only been to a like. There's one in Polo Park, and there's one in the uh, that's arena. the one. That's yeah. the one where Yolo Park, more like it. Oh man, uh, there's one in the in the arena as well, and like it's pretty good. As far as sit downs go, like chain sit downs, it's pretty solid. That was that was kind of lying to you though, because like there, I actually have eaten there a few times, <laughs> and uh, there's a couple things that I have had before. It's, I think that they did like the whole like the wedge salad pretty good with like the smoked salmon kind of thing. Usually not something I would order. I think I've ordered some noodles or whatever from there that were good. Uh, but for me, the Moxie's the biggest ta- takeaway. Is they had the uh, the white chocolate uh, brownie with the hot fudge and the ice cream as a dessert, and if you didn't have that, man, like you've never actually felt your blood slow down like I have. Because it's <laughs> and you've a, eaten entire fucking cakes, <laughs> man. That's one of those desserts like you go on a date and you're like, oh, we're gonna split a brownie because it's gonna be all romantic and gay and whatever, and then you like eat most of it and you're fighting. Like, you're, you're hitting him with a spoon, and you're like, no, you had the last bite. No, I'm fucking eating it. Like, I paid for shit. Um, Otherwise, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, Moxie's. Uh, Moxie's, for me, man, is, like, very similar to Kelsey's, where it's, like, Moxie's could have been a keg. Could have been a... What's that? <laughs> I said Moxie's could have been a keg. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, could have been a, could have been an Earl's. No, <laughs> no Earl's could have been a fucking Moxie's. Are Earl's still around? Dude, there's a new one, like 300 in Maine at that brand new building. 
Oh, that's right. They moved the Earls to a new location. My 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 like only experience with an Earls was like there was an accident in the uh, Earls downtown uh, just down the road from me in Edmonton. Some fucking dude drove his car through the window of the Earls. <laughs> oh fuck! He didn't want to pay for all his car bombs. <laughs> Maybe he had too many fucking Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Okay, uh, there is one more that comes to mind. I will do it quickly. Kyle, Red Lobster. Red Lobster's dope, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have been told by t- people who have traveled to the East Coast that seafood is so much better on the East Coast. And when I traveled to the East Coast, I had lobster, and it was pretty good. But I got my bill, and it was 120 U.S. dollars. Fuck. Let me tell you. Endless shrimp. <laughs> Dude. They will bring... They, if you eat all the shrimp, they bring you more. <laughs> and they bring those cheddar bay biscuits they make out of crack. Apparently, <laughs> there is now a shrimp that they are experimenting with that uses that cheddar bay mix as the batter for the shrimp. That sounds amazing. <laughs> cheddar bay batter all you can eat shrimp? This is what, I, so, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Everyone thinks about the all you can eat shrimp, the endless shrimp, as a, ti- a time that happens, and it's, it's in and around September, because uh, my birthday's in September, so it's usually a, a trip that I make. But it's between, like, September and late October. That's when endless shrimp happens. I'll let you know a little secret. You can get endless shrimp all year if you go on Monday. Go in on a Monday, get the endless shrimp. Wear your jacket with the pockets on the inside. Don't, don't, uh, don't have lunch. Eat your fill of shrimp. And uh, here's the thing. The thing about shrimp especially is if you eat it fast enough, you can get two more orders of shrimp than you would normally be able to eat. Because you, you're not full. It doesn't hit your stomach uh, and you're still yeah. eating. Yes. Yeah. You will feel oh, it. Plums. You will feel it later. <laughs> Every bird Much is like the pain. plums. Fuck. Much like the plums. You will feel it later. But it's worthwhile time. And if that Cheddar Bay shrimp is here to stay, that is something I definitely need to try. I will let you know once, once it is. Red Lobster. Call me as soon as you eat it. <laughs> Honestly, like we While don't live chewing. that far apart. We should go. We should go to Red we Lobster. Just go to Red Lobster. Like shrimp. Just like put a herd on the Atlantic Ocean, you know. <laughs> Wherever. DK Red Lobster. Red Lobster, man. Three words for you, man. Hundred percent worth the risk. You know, <laughs> like I, I know people that have been to Lob- to Red Lobster. And you're like, I'm going to be honest with you. There's some food things that like should go together but do go together that I love that they go together. But digestively, I'm not quite. You know, like the, the cream and the heavy, you know, dairy with the, with the seafood and the noodles and the carbohydrates. Lobster mashed potatoes, man. Right. Oh. They're a danger, but they're delicious. Not too sure about it, you know. Um, you know, and then the whole like the seafood thing. Like we are, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you noticed. In the middle of a fucking continent, right? <laughs> so, like, this stuff doesn't just, like, pop up real quick. We're, like, so a Europe away from seafood. We're, we're literally, yeah, exactly. Like, um, but not upset about it. And, like, 
like Kyle said, all you can eat shrimp. Like, shut the front door. You know, I'm <laughs> taking tomorrow off, and that's what's gonna happen. The thing that I, the thing with lobster, I'll tell you about lobster. I don't care where you eat lobster. It all just tastes like slightly different versions of lobster. And you know what lobster tastes like? It tastes like butter and salt. Because that's what you put on it to make it taste like something. Because you spend like 40 minutes digging apart this carcass of this big fucking <laughs> insect. And then by the time I, you get to the inside, it's like, I wish there was more. You know? So, I I need to know the first person who found out the lobster tasted good. The same. Because like, he was related to the, the amount first of guy that drank milk to do. now. <laughs> it's like that's the thing it's like I understand why we hunted cows looks like something you could eat it makes yeah it makes sense big ROI like, yeah you know yeah even if they were even if they were wild more wild originally I understand there's yeah exactly you put in some work and you get a crabs hey yeah. hey no no don't fuck with crab legs man I'll, I'll fuck up a crab leg. No, they're they're very tasty, but oh. it's like the amount of work you have to do. I'll give you that. After the thing has already been killed and boiled. You know what? You Can know you what? imagine? You know what crabs look like If you had to take it down yourself. Make work project. That seems like a lot of work for a single meal at most. I like crabs, but I know there's a reason why people steal them from the grocery store and don't pay fucking $98 a kilogram for them. <laughs> because it's not worth the money, you know. Like it's it's good, but like your investment is like it's. If you eat an entire bag of crab legs, you could still eat a fucking piece of fucking ice cream cake. <laughs> also, also, um, that's the thing is we have they have the them because we would never do this if you went to a steakhouse or if you went to like a steakhouse and they had like the slaughterhouse on site we wouldn't need to put rubber bands on the cows they would just stand around (laughs) and they could do with them what they please or like you know we don't need to put rubber bands on their chickens so we we the people at the at the at the lobster place the live lobster tank they're not messing around with trying to like Fight a lobster to cook it. No, 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 no. So when I was when I was in retail, I had a customer that bought a pack of crab legs. The customer goes to cook them, and there's this black like dot, like lump on it, like a round half circle kind of thing. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" She takes a picture and sends it to me. Right? I look into it. You know what it is? It's sea lice. Right. So what's worse than the fact that your crabs have lice, but like when your lice has crabs? You know, not you're just not a big deal. They cut it off on the deck. It's not a problem. It's not a food issue. But man, fucking labs, crabs, and lice all in the same spot. That was moving. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about red lobster? We started off the rails. Red lobster. Uh, pretty easy one. Fucking garlic butter all over my face. And if you take me on a date to Red Lobster, I'll give you head. <laughs> I like this Red Lobster, man. You missed you you missed the uh, you missed the fucking the was it the comment on uh, on the keg? So <laughs> nice. I'm sure Just losing losing listeners everywhere, man. <laughs> uh, like my my comment on Red Lobster is uh, if you do the all you can eat shrimp. Uh, 
if you don't want to take yourself down quickly with the pasta, uh, you can just order shrimp in a bath of a Alfredo sauce, and they'll do it for you. Here's the thing. Pasta out. Don't start with pasta. Yeah. If you want the pasta, the la- when you're already full, then you order the pasta. If you do all you can eat shrimp, pasta out. Don't pasta in. Same with the pasta. First of all, excellent strategy. The problem with the passed out thing, though, is that carbs are kind of like my love language. So I want to <laughs> go, like, past it first. <laughs> the thing also, though, with all-you-can-eat shrimp is I don't want to admit this. But I've been having some, like, self-to-self moments. But I might be, like, a, a light, a li- slightly allergic to it. Because <laughs> when I eat it, like, I don't want to say, like, I break out in hives or, like, have that much diarrhea more than normal. But, like, I just get, like, a little bit sweaty and kind of itchy, you know? But but I but not, like, I, it goes away after a couple minutes, and, you know, I, I kind of still want to eat shrimp, though. You know what I'm saying? So this is what Benadryl is for, man. Yeah. Man, I fucking slam, like, fucking 200 mLs of, of, of Benadryl and just go crush all you can eat shrimp. So that's the, th- that's the thing, is, like... My my sister is very very allergic to her cat. But she's not giving that cat up. I feel like this is the same thing. Man, you know what? This is the same thing as is people with like lactose intolerance. Because people with lactose <laughs> yep. intolerance, they don't eat any less cheese than normal people. They just like pick a day and a time and a place and it's just a scheduled <laughs> operation. You know? Like, like I, I got sixteen so kilograms of poutine coming over, extra curds. I'm taking the week off. <laughs> that that Kadoba, um, what do you call the cheese sauce? Meth. The queso, yes. Methamphetamines. That that could that queso. Like I I am lactose, but I would crush queso. Like you'd stick and I'll regret it. Yeah, I will pay for it the next day, and you know all throughout. But it'll be delicious. There's not a whole lot of things though, like in the world that we live in, that are better than cheese. Yeah, it's true. You know, shrimp is one is of them, though. Like, shrimp you, is absolutely. It's your world. You, you yeah, but pipe. fucking cheese, cheese and shrimp, though. Oh fuck me, dude. That's what I'm saying. Shrimp. If this cheddar bait, if that cheddar bait shrimp is as good as I think it is, those biscuits are. You know what? I, I'm not usually a biscuit guy. You know, like I think we talked about this before, like Popeyes. Like you know, I get like the, the 15 piece, I throw the biscuit in the garbage, and I go and eat my poutine. But like. Those cheddar bay biscuits are pretty good. And, and, Holy and they come, burps, like, you can buy them in a retail package and make them at home. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah. Would recommend. And again, you dump garlic butter all over that shit, too, and just very clean. Everything, everything at Red Lobster involves yeah. the garlic butter. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to get a bunch of biscuits. I'm going to dump garlic butter over, and then I'm going to drink the remnants. <laughs> I'm going to bring leftovers home and have a fucking bath with it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's the thing about that's the thing about about like crab legs is that they're not really a food so much as they are uh, a way for you to dip something in garlic butter. Right. Yeah, exactly. It would be wrong for you to just drink it, so you just need some way to, to bring it to your lips. <laughs> it would be wrong for you to drink. Lobster it. is basically an expensive vehicle for butter. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because I could I just fucking heat it down in the microwave and fucking stick it in my arm. That's kind of what I use Papa John's for, is a fucking... Their pizza is okay. It's pretty good, but it's not the best pizza. But it is a delivery device for their garlic For some reason, 
though. I get fucking super chubby about the pepperoncinis. <laughs> you know? They were advertising me something that I was not willing. Like, it was a road I was not willing to cross. It's like, we're going to send you a, uh, a dish where we take the p- toppings and the sauce from the pizza and just put that in, in a... Yeah, 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 yeah. That fucking pizza bowl bullshit. That's... that's I can't do it, man. And then charge that's, you 13 bucks for it? Yeah, fuck like, you. That's too far. It Papa John's tasty. is not a I sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> it might be tasty. I will never find out. I need some sort of either either noodles or bread or something. I need some way to break this up. Yeah, you need a delivery vice for that fucking pizza topping. <laughs> can't just scrape the toppings off, man. Gotta finish the whole thing. Leaving restaurants and moving on to uh, the big news stories of the year, there's really only two or three that I can come up with, and I'm not even sure I'm going to bother with the third. Um, Good. Let's talk about... Fucking news, man. I'm just being a dick. It's funny news. Uh, Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars this year. Kyle, let's start with you on this one. So... Um, this is, this was weird. So the thing that made this really weird wasn't just that it happened. Like the, the event itself was wild and Chris Rock was, I'm trying to think of the last time that Chris Rock experienced violence for his comedy. In that show when he was a like, kid. Yeah. Like for sure. When, um, if you're doing your early comic days, it's distinctly possible that somebody's going to throw something at you. But I'm trying to think of the last time that Chris Rock, the, you know, as famous and rich and he, as he is, was slapped in the face. And it has to have been pro- at least, like, 20 years before, since he's been hit in the face. And you're just not you're just not ready for someone to come slap you in the face. And then... Will Smith won an Academy Award. And cried. <laughs> and, like, he goes up to do a speech because you have to do a speech when you win the Academy Award. And it's clear he doesn't want to talk about the fact that he just slapped Chris Rock in the face. Everybody's aware of it. <laughs> but clearly. That took the but shit. he publicly, on television... Slapped Chris Rock in the face. I was. This is the thing. I remember I watched uh, the Academy Awards. Isn't really entertaining. Um, it's really only good when something goes wrong, or when something goes um, strange. For example, the Academy. Or, or like Ricky the great Gervais moments is hosting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When when the Academy is uncomfortable, that's when when you know that something has gone very right about the awards. So. For example, when Dolly Parton lost uh, the best original song to Three Six Mafia for their classic "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp," great moment in Oscars history. Watching Three Six Mafia come up there and in full going full Atlanta celebrating that Academy Award win, that is like peak Oscars comedy right there. But like. Or when, um, you know, they got the, the wrong movie for, they gave the, the, they gave the award to the wrong movie. 
and had to like scramble and apologize immediately. That's that's what the Academy Awards is for. If everything goes right, it's not very fun. So I will give credit to Will Smith. Oh, we wouldn't have re- we wouldn't have remembered that Academy Awards. It would have meant absolutely nothing if he hadn't gone and slapped Chris Rock in the face. I'm not saying he should have slapped Chris Rock in the face. I'm saying he made that Academy Awards memorable, and he like I feel like the Academy should slide him a little something something because people are gonna watch next year because they don't want to miss the fat they don't want to miss out on the possibility someone might get slapped in the face. It's true. My uh, money's I... on the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Rock slapping somebody or the Rock being slapped? Because let me tell you, I don't know, man. Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody from Man. Warner. Look, would you want to be the one to slap The Rock? No. Like, that's the thing. I feel like The Rock getting slapped in the face would be entertaining, except for you'd have to find a person who'd be willing to slap The Rock in the face. Vin Diesel would fucking pay to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like... Those guys, even if the even if a Fast and Furious movie was nominated for the Academy Awards, they'd have to have two different sections where they were sitting in. I don't think they could have those guys that close together. It's true. Uh, DK, the, the the slap heard around the world. I got a few. I got a few. Say, I got a few like thoughts about it, right? Um, and the first one is that I don't get surprised anymore. You know, with people, I just get like a little bit diff- disappointed, like in different different degrees. I really like Will Smith. I really like Will Smith and, and all the stuff that he does. Uh, but I'm kind of comforted by it a little bit. Uh, not because of anybody you know, being like harassed on live television, but because no matter what I do in my life, no matter how much I fuck up, like none of it will be as publicized or as fantasized or, or demonized about this guy who just fucking lashed at a rationally in a public place for like literally no reason. It's true. It's true. It's true. That's how I feel about it. You know, like you know what I love. I like Will Smith. I like fucking I Am Legend. I like all of his stuff. You know, I like Chris Rock too. Guys, funny usually. You know, and uh, I don't know what the whole relationship thing with like Jada Smith is or like what that's all about. But it's, I don't know. Fucking There's. Just with with the whole Will Smith and Jada Smith there, there is a chair in hotel rooms for a reason. Ooh, Mick. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's Mick. not go further into this down this road. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> um, Mick, what what are your thoughts on the slap? The best part of the uh, the whole slap was Chris Rock's reaction. <laughs> like it came up. First of all, it was a joke, and and she was. It was she a kind good her, joke. That's my yeah, point. Man. It was a she, good like, joke. She rolled her eyes at it because it was sitting there, and then like Will Smith was laughing right before he got fucking mad. Like he mm-hmm. realized that she was upset by it, and like only perturbed, right? Like not even fucking mad. And then he starts fucking freaking out like a baby, and then it hits him. And Chris Rock's like, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Love that. <laughs> like, Love that. It was. It was. Great. How do people get to say that? Right? And not only that, like the, his his tour went on sale the next day and tripled the sales that they were expecting. Yeah. He's going to do the first Netflix live comedy special in like n- next month in January, and oh. you know that's going to come up. 
He's he's been waiting a year to formulate this joke, to talk about this situation, and it is going. To, he, he said it the first day, like when everyone was expecting him to talk about it. He said, "I'm not going to do this joke tonight. I'm going to get paid for it, and Netflix is going to pay for that joke." You know what the fucked up thing is? That was at like the beginning of the year, man. That seems like it was like three fucking years ago. Seems like yeah. the fucking Avatar, think, man. By the time Alfonso that joke comes Ribeiro, out. Do you think Alfonso Ribeiro was ever slapped in the face? <laughs> it's very possible. Not, not at the Academy Awards. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The the only other news story I really had to talk about, guys, was uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <sighs> My God, nope. this controlled nope. <laughs> media. Nope. Here's the thing. Let me. T- I will start because I'm going to bow my way out of this conversation. I heard whispers about this case, and I immediately came to a conclusion. I'm not taking a side in this. I'm not participating in this. I'm not partaking in this. And the reason why is... Knowing the history of what we're getting ourselves into, all answers are wrong. Supporting her is wrong. Supporting him is wrong. Supporting both of them or neither of them. It's all wrong. And, like, this, like, it seemed like a really terrible relationship that is now over. And the only winners were the lawyers. Well, one side. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm, but like here's the thing about. That's why I want to be. If a lawyer you lose a legal case like that, if you're if you're on either side of this of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, and you lose a legal case, you still get paid. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but you still like. That's the thing about in re- in wrestling too. The loser's purse is still a purse. It's a, it, it's a Gucci purse too. It's not a shitty purse. No, no, <laughs> that's a four hundred dollar purse, motherfucker. Like, like that's the thing. <laughs> let, let me tell you about like everyone. Everyone wants to hate on the lawyers, but like, you know, it's it's that's that's a lot of money to to be able to to, to sit there and and then sit through that. Um, yeah, I. Have no interest in in any of this. Not, it's not like I'm above gossip or anything like that. It is just immediately looked like a situation where it's like, oh, there's no right answers. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna skip. DK, Jerry Springer 2.0, baby. I uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious because like in 2019 we were talking about how like there was this like super virus was gonna fucking kill everybody and the world was ending. And we were, like, shutting down everything. We all had to move at home and collect money from Justin Trudeau unless you had a job that allowed you to not collect money from Justin Trudeau. And at the end of the year, it was all done. You had to, like, pay back that taxes anyways. Um, but it was, like, super fun because, like, two years ago, the world was ending. And now we're talking about, like, two people that do coke that are mad at each other and shitting each other's beds. <laughs> and I think that's fucking hilarious, you know, because that's more closer to normal than we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, like, here, here's the thing. Actually, I'll say that. This is what I'll say. Oh, Kyle's this. back in. <laughs> what are the odds that this gets us another Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Fuck, I hope it's high, buddy. I hope it's high because as much Probably as Probably not as high as either of them. Or me neither. No. 
Uh, Mick. Man. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. There, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff I could say to get us in trouble, but I'm not going to do Please, that. Please, you, you've already pushed the limit <laughs> as far as it goes. You talk big... about why the chair's in the hotel room. We don't need any more. <laughs> but see, like, the thing is what gets me about the whole situation. Like, besides that, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, she shit in the bed. It's like, wow. Who okay, hasn't then. done that, that right? one, that, I'm not going to lie to you, though. That one, for, a week, for like a week and a half, that one stunned me. I was like, fuck her. She right. <laughs> Oh, she the blamed it amazing. on the dog. She blamed it on the dog. I'm like, like I, I, listen, I've seen my dog shit. If I did that, I'd know. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, man. Like, it's like my my the whole. My yeah, whole the identity check it. afterwards, eh? Just to make sure you're human. Yeah. yeah. Three pieces of corn. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why why the fuck was it on TV? You know, like, why because the hell did that shit have to get millions televised? off that shit? You know what? I love what, the it's, it's a civil, it's a civil, it's a, it was civil court, right? There was a, clearly a, a relationship that had soured and gone fucking stupid south. That's like, why the fuck are we, is it on, on national TV? And it's trending worldwide. Like, honestly, it's a personal relationship. It, was, it wasn't a just fuck. on national TV. It consumed all of social but, media for, it was right? like the fucking soccer world cup this you know like this is a reminder why you don't why you don't do divorce in court this is why you don't poop yeah. in beds <laughs> unless because we've had the shit in bed story on this show mediation is a pretty good way to go let me tell you no shit right? my favorite thing was to like i went to uh to get my haircut like during this which lasted like most of the year it felt like to me this is like there was this and then like all the other stuff like global warming and like recession we talked about but like i remember going to get my hair cut and then like my barber lady was just like talking about the show and like like literally at her phone there like and the show was like playing I'm like fuck don't cut off an ear bitch like you know, and just like literally was like enthralled. Did you watch it yesterday? And I am so obsessed with this, and I'm just like, what? Like, what? You, I don't. It's just. Where's it? The memes were fucking fire. Like some of the social media content was like quite comical. But me and uh, on one of our uh, seltzer fucking sister nights there in the summer. Uh, Ryle and I actually had this discussion, and one of the things that really stood out, you know, more so for him, but, like, he parroted to me, and I was like, fuck, man, I feel that for sure, is one of the one of the quotes that Johnny Depp made when they were talking about, like, be, uh, you know, uh, allegedly being abusive and things like that. He says, the only person I have ever abused is myself. And it's like, man, that shit hits fucking deep. Yeah, that that one hit me at home. Like, that, that, that one was rough. And I, that right there, that shit, that won him the case. The, if I, I like, if you, if the camera would have been on the jury, this is what you would have seen. Oh, god damn! Like that was that moment right there. Well, that the, was, the legal, that, the Amber Heard's legal team won it for Johnny Depp, because like some of the fucking questions and their responses were absolutely stupid. Where's part again, she won in the UK? Why was it on TV? Was that she won previous case in the UK? Yeah, she did, she did. But this one. On tel- as soon as you put Johnny Depp on television, and th- here's here's my big thing, is like listen, uh, I, I'm very <laughs> which much in my so opinion for... is why it was televised. Yeah, yeah, it, that's just it. It was Johnny Depp, and every he's the world's sexiest man, and you got to get him on TV, and even if it's a divorce trial, and I don't know, it, it for me like it just sounded like both people were pretty terrible people. Yeah, 
and they did not belong together one way, shape, or form. And unfortunately, also, can I just say, who records their fights while they're having them? Who's whipping out their phone like, God damn it, I'm going to get the next 18 minutes here so I can use it as admissible and evidence in court? Like, I have a ring cam attached to my bell buckle, and every time it sees movement, it's recorded just in case I'm going to get assaulted. <laughs> It's like a dash cam on Uber. Kyle's just worried what I had to comment to that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Guys, it's been a hell of a year. And DK, me and you have been reviewing James Bond movies for about a year and a half now, I guess. You know what's the crazy part? What was it, like 20, 25 movies in 25 episodes or something? Yeah, I think so. Because right? it went from 12 to 25. Yeah. Um. It's also pretty crazy to me that we actually had a chance to like watch all these and we happened to finish the uh, year-end version or the last one of the series at our last episode of the year which is also essentially and by essentially I mean actually all Jaeger's Eve yeah we, we wrapped this up real fucking nicely yeah let's talk about no time to die okay so Pretty badass song, right? Um, first of all, I thought this, you know, this whole experience was like super fun. The fact that we like spent the, was it like the last two years watching all these James Bond movies, and uh, I know we didn't watch them all at random, but the la- the last th- uh, five, the four, yeah, the last five, five, the Daniel, the Daniel Craig, Craig ones, ones. We, d- yeah. we we did do in order. So, um, because it's been a while since we've watched this movies, uh, I'm gonna skim. A quick synopsis uh, from IMBD. Um, so, a young Madeline Swan witnesses the murder of her mother by Lucifer Saffin. So, a failed yeah, attempt that's... by the murderer, Mr. White. What a name. Yeah, right? It's spelled all fucking weird. Um, Mr. White, Saffin is shot by Madeline. So, the little girl shoots the guy, searches for her, but survives. Madeline flees into a nearby frozen lake, falls through the ice. He saves her, right? Full circle, awesome coming back scene. to it, right? Um, after the capture of Ernst Stavo Blofeld, Madeline is in... By the way, Blofeld is played by Christopher Waltz. Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Excellent, excellent actor, right? He plays this, plays this role, role really well. Um, he's been captured by... Madeline is Materna with James Bond. Spectre assassins ambush Bond when he visits... Vesper Lind's tomb, right? So James Bond goes to visit Vesper Lind, who is like <laughs> one of his love romances within the first one, goes to the tomb, there's a sashin, uh, there's like an explosion, an attempted assassination, I should say. Uh, Bond and Madeline overcome the assassins. Bond believes that Madeline has betrayed him despite her pleas and leaves her. So a massive like breakup scene within the first little bit. Five years later, M16 agent, agent uh, Valdo Oberchev is kidnapped from M16 laboratory. Fucking crazy, like typical crazy scientist um, kidnapping here. Proved by Mr. Oberchev has developed Project Heracles, a bioweapon designated nanobots to infect like virus upon and touch are coded to individual spectrum DNA. So he's basically made like a DNA engineered like bioweapon, right? Bond goes to Cuba to meet CIA agent named Paloma. Who is allied with Leiter, 
uh, I probably said that wrong. Bond and Paloma infiltrate a Spectre meeting for Blofeld's birthday <coughs> to retrieve Oberchev. At this point, they are infected with this virus and it kills everybody except for James Bond, which was the exact opposite of what they wanted to happen because they wanted to keep Spectre alive. Uh, many Pe- Money Penny and Q arrange a meeting between Bond and Blofeld in person to locate the Oberchev. However, Safin visits and coerces Madeline to infect her. So Madeline, who has been infected now, James Bond's uh, love interest, and now passes on the nanobots to kill Blofeld, um, who has been a, like a massive villain for a lot of the James Bond movies. Um, as she's infected with the, the, uh, when Bond encounters Madeline in Blofeld's prison cell, he touches her, unknowingly infects himself, and then gives it to Blofeld. Um, Bond, tra- uh, Bond tracks Madeline down in her childhood home in Norway, where he learns that Madeline has a five-year-old daughter named Matilda, whom she claims his not his. Turns out, allegedly, fast forward, no secrets. Um, Blofeld's <laughs> orders when Safin was a boy, prompting him to seek revenge on Blofeld, and continues his rampage as he, Ash, and their men are on their way to capture Bond. So, um, what's his name here? Lucifer becomes the main villain. So Bond manages to kill Ash and some of Safin's men. Safin successfully captured Madeline and Matilda. So they're like, go to this like super crazy fucking secret bases. There always is where this Lucifer guy's there with his biological weapons and a stolen scientist ready to like nanobot the whole world and kill an X amount of specific people, basically, right? Q Bond and Naomi locates, uh, locate Safin on a Second World War base in the island between Japan and Russia. They infiltrate his headquarters, science, uh, secret agent stuff. Learn the Safin is co- that's written here in the in the thing. Um, <laughs> they go to a nanobot factory where he has Oberchev creates millions of nanobots so that he can unleash them globally to kill millions of people. Doom, gloom, bad thing. Uh, Bond then escapes with knowing from the island where he stays behind, open the island's salad doors. So he's got to stay behind on this island, open the salad doors, lets his alleged family or whatever, everybody escape. Uh, Bond kills the guys. Turns out he's infected with this virus. Can't go back and see um, Matilda. Madeline. Man, Madeline. And... Uh, James Bond stays (laughs) behind and fast forward, fast forward blows himself to bits Mm -hmm. and thus ends the James Bond series which was horrific and fantastic and they also really enjoyed man this this movie had a lot of shit going on I don't know if I can wrap it up in one sentence it was too fucking long (laughs) (laughs) It, it was definitely too long Three hours, th- almost three hours is an ask. Yeah, but, but it was great. But it was great. Um, the thing about this movie is it's the end of the Daniel Craig saga, which is the end of a very long story. It's told over five movies. And uh, like, right. 15 to be honest. years, man. 15 years Daniel Craig was James Bond. The longest of all of the other James mm-hmm. Bond series. Right? Right. And, and, and this movie also dealt with the pandemic, so it got put off numerous times. Like, they put this thing together very well, I thought. This movie is very good. I do have complaints, though. Number one, um, Freddie Mercury is the villain of this movie. Um, what's his name? 
Saffin. <laughs> no, no, not not in the movie. Uh, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. He's oh. the villain in this movie. He's great in parts, but there are things that about him that like, like there were parts in this movie that like didn't make any sense to me. For instance, near the end of this movie, Why is his he face has. Blue? <laughs> well, we don't have that information. So the, the beginning of this movie is him killing Madeline's parent or mother, and, and and like like DK said, saving her after she gets buried under ice. And he um, went and did that because Madeline's father killed his family. killed his family, yeah. right? On o- right. on orders. Who, who was a that. character who was in who was a char- who was a character who was in the last four James Bond movies? Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, and. I don't know this this guy like he's a fantastic actor, um, but the villain almost didn't seem like it made any sense. His goal was to kill Spectre because Spectre killed his family, but for whatever reason, James Bond got mixed in with all this, and he felt like he also needed to like try and kill him or, or ruin his day. But there's a specific scene where he's got Matilda, the daughter, in his arms, and they're walking down a hallway, and she bites his hand. Yeah. And he puts her down, and he's like, if you don't want my protection, then run along. And the girl just runs away and is very quickly found by Bond and Madeline. Almost immediately. There's Almost immediately. Why did you do this? You are the big bad villain. Like, what What were you thinking here? Like, you're, you, you have created nanobots that can infect somebody, melt their face. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of the scenes in this movie were fantastic. Um, also, uh, the overarching story of Bond being retired and having to come back, they're already being again? a couple of... Yes, yes, yeah, it's again. Like the third time. <laughs> yeah, you just can't say fucking retired, man. Um, there's another 007 in the mix. Uh, he, like, he doesn't have the backing of, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, like, MI6. Like, it, it's, it's all well and good. And don't get me wrong, uh, Jeffrey Wright plays Felix Leiter in this movie, a character who he's played throughout the five movies. Uh, he he gets killed at one point. And that that shit was heavy. That was some heavy... Jeffrey Wright is such a fantastic actor, and I feel like he, sh- he deserved more of a role because Felix Leiter is a character who DK and I have seen in numerous Bond movies. He's the CIA connect. Like, that's, that's that character. And Jeffrey Wright, I think, played him the best. And that scene where he gets killed is is just really, really sad. I will say the one thing about this movie that stood out to me was it was the best um, last last film that a, that a guy who played Bond ever had to do. Like, the last one we saw Sean Connery do was the I'm old Bond. The last one Roger Moore did was the one with Christopher Walken as the villain. The last one that Pierce Brosnan did was the one where they switched faces. The last one that Timothy Dalton did wasn't very good because it was a Timothy Dalton Bond movie. And <laughs> yeah, that's the one we didn't watch. No, I'm just joking. A License to Kill? Uh, license to Kill, yeah. It was I, okay. fuck, I thought it was pretty good, man. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It was, it was I, I don't remember it, honestly, at this point. Uh, and George Lazenby did one Bond movie, so he can't really say much. Um, but no, I, I thought this he movie was count. really, really good <laughs> outside of the fact that I feel like the villain didn't have, you know, awesome, um, motivations for doing what he was doing. Um, and, and I will say, uh, 
the killing of James Bond, a, a plan that Daniel Craig had apparently as soon as they had finished the um, premiere of Spectre, they all got into a limo and they were all talking about how do we end this series and Daniel Craig asked, can we kill him? And Barbara Broccoli was was for the killing of James Bond. DK, yeah, so you were the old... <laughs> what do you give this film? So if I got to summarize this, first of all, intro music. I thought oh, I thought slaps. I thought Billy Billy Eyelash there. I thought she did a good job. Um, I thought it was really good. I think I thought it was on brand, and I thought it was uh, timely. Right when it comes, she's no fucking Adele though. Well, no, but you know that's a whole different conversation. I thought this movie had a lot of different elements to it. The fact that it was a, th- a three-hour movie or, or, or like like. 740 minutes or however long it was <laughs> uh, you know it kind of made sense to me um, but they accomplished a lot in a very like you know really a realistic timeline in a sense that I thought was very um, navigable by, by the person who was watching it right the whole uh, you know tertiary element with the rogue with the rogue James Bond or the rogue agents and all that kind of stuff along with the whole Spectre thing and and then the uh, the Lucifer whatever kind of villain, um, the f- you know I thought was well was well done. Um, you're right. The main the main villain kind of confused me a lot. I feel like there was a partial story there, but there was never really a complete story as to why he was so fucking insane and why he had fucking varicose veins all over his face. Um, that being said. Uh, I thought the movie was really good. You know, I, I was immediately in disagreement with the killing of James Bond because of, I would say, honestly, like how much time we spent with him in the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it was the one thing that's never been done before. And although there were some disappointing and questionable fucking things that had happened in this movie, it was still one of my favorite ones, you know, like... I, I I was really holding out on it being 10 out of 10 bags of popcorn because that was kind of what I, what I wanted to see because I haven't given the 10 out of 10 bags of popcorn yet on any of our rating scales. And I got to say, I don't I don't know if it was 10 out of 10 either because like I want it to be 10 out of 10. But the fact that they killed James Bond makes me feel like, you know, that would be a little bit kind of redundant of the whole process that we've been through. So... I'm I'm gonna say nine out of ten bags of popcorn. It was one of the best James Bond ones. I thought I thought Daniel Craig did the character justice, and and I do believe that there was a lot of like, you know, resentment and hesitation with that initially, especially. But uh, I enjoyed the film a lot, and I haven't watched it twice yet, but I will. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it nine out of ten bags of popcorn as well. I thought the movie was. Everything it should have been. I, the length didn't bother me either time either. It was three hours. Don't it get was me wrong. well done, it's, so it didn't seem that unreasonable, actually. No, exactly. Um, I, the the villain was wishy washy for me, but like if you're gonna close this chapter on James Bond, like while the death does bother me in a sense of they've never done it before, I also like that. I like the fact that they didn't um, just end it with him riding off into the sunset with his wife and daughter. Like yes, it it makes sense given the the run the character has had. I don't think they ever tried job, to be Disney. He's a secret fucking agent. Yeah. Um, 
Mick, uh, Kyle, do you have any thoughts about James Bond dying? I'll start uh, with you, Kyle. Um, do I have thoughts on James Bond dying? Um, not strong ones. Like, it seems like an interesting way to go, depending on how they did it. it I, I know Daniel Craig is clearly done with this role, and I'm interested to see who they get to replace him. But, yeah, I don't... Without having seen the movie, it's hard to say. Nick? Fuck, man. He went out like an absolute boss. It's like it went down <laughs> to like fucking fireworks, which is pretty cool to see. Yes. Um, Daniel Craig, as I said, for, for me, when he first started, like Casino Royale came out, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, because for me, like growing up, uh, Pierce Brosnan was my bond, right? Like it was just the thing. And Roger Moore, too, because I watched a lot of the old ones. So like Roger Moore was bond. Pierce Brosnan was bond. You know, big fucking GoldenEye fan, especially. Um, but Daniel Craig took the role. Uh, Casino Royale, Royale he was, it was a little more grounded with James Bond. It was a little more realistic. And uh, it was just like, fuck, okay, man. Like, this, there's something here. Uh, we sat through and we reviewed Skyfall. And Skyfall was fucking fantastic to me. I, think, I still think Skyfall is my favorite James Bond movie. Mm. And uh, with the end of the era, I think Daniel Craig, without a doubt, is my favorite James Bond. So it was kind of bittersweet seeing him die. Like, I think I agree with you guys. Like, it was cool that they actually put, like, a, a solid end to it. And Daniel Craig's getting on, man. Like, you'd, like, let him let him leave the role. He's been doing it for 15 years now. Like, it's time for, for a new Bond, I think. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it's overall it's bittersweet. Like, uh, this movie especially, I think it had some really cool scenes. I really enjoyed the opening uh, when uh, when Madeline was a kid and he she fucking attempts to waste uh, Lucifer was a really cool scene where, you know, she fights back and fucking pops him. And then just for him to come back, like, clearly he's wearing body armor, I guess. Um, there was kind of like that... some, some Coen Brothers stuff going on there, too, in the beginning, I felt. Like, the way that that was yes. shot, you know, like, cinematically. Yeah. Yes. Like, I felt a lot of, like, um, you know, Tension. No, like, No Country for Old Men kind of initially yeah. kind of stuff, you know. It definitely didn't feel like Bond no. at the very beginning, but it was cool. Uh, and I kind of like seeing that. When uh, when her mom gets popped, it's just fucking, like, cold as shit. Um, he's, the, the, other, the other part is when uh, she's dragging Lucifer down the stairs and his head's fucking banging down the stairs. Like, that was really cool to see, which is like, oh, well, fuck, clearly he's dead. Um, and then when uh, the chase, the initial chase through the, uh, where the fuck is he in the beginning? Cuba? Jamaica. Jamaica, that's it. Like that, it, it there was so much action and shit going on with that. Like, okay, the the driving the motorcycle up the stairs was kind of silly, but um, the, the just that opening sequence was very James Bondish. And the car escape when uh, they sit there and they keep shooting the uh, the bulletproof armor, but then he activates the guns and starts doing donuts, killing everyone. That was fucking like James Bond, one hundred percent. Oh, just really waits for it. He was like contemplating yeah. letting them shoot her in the face. Lays. Lays, lays the smoke down and starts doing donuts and starts just wasting everyone in the circle. Yeah. That was really cool to see. Uh, Anna de Armas, uh, she was Paloma. Oh, uh, my so the chick God. In the, the chick in the dress. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote that day in my diary. Right? She should have been 007. She just she looked apart. She had the like the sexy secret agent thing going down. She was a CIA agent, but she's fighting in a cocktail dress. That was like the coolest fucking thing I've seen. I know she wasn't like, she, like a Bond girl, but in my mind, she should have been. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was. I mean, they're clearly, it's it's 2022. They're trying to put a little bit of that spin on things, where it's like, let let's try to make James Bond's romanticism a little, you know, a little different than just like a hookup. Unlike well, okay, you know, but to that point though, Mick, like me and DK have watched enough James Bond movies where he basically just takes a woman into the other room and. It's just assumed that she yeah, consents. Yeah. <laughs> also, right. at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're banging James Bond, you're going to consent, too. Keep in but mind, see, though, the last three movies, although there's been, you know, we'll say casual sex, the main thing that they keep coming back to is, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Vesper Blue, Lind. Vesper Lind, right? Yeah. So, like, there is, like, that whole, like, untraditional consistent love interest that we don't typically see through a lot of the James Bond stuff. Right? And, and I'm all for it. And yeah. Like I said, I think it's I think it's a very cool spin on the thing. However, when he sits there and uh, the uh, like the, 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 the one in uh, Skyfall there where it's like, you know, he bangs the broad, saves her basically from like a life of slavery and then she gets killed in the very next scene it's like that was actually kind of uncomfortable to watch so like now that like, like it's like just like that's a waste of good whiskey it's like what the fuck i bet you so that was high there, quality whiskey though right so like sitting there and actually seeing him like kind of connect with someone to slow down you're like oh james bond he's you know he's, he's not a player. humanizes he's, him it humanizes yeah, him and then like, it kills him which humanizes him even more <laughs> He's yeah. like he's chilling out. So I thought that was kind of cool to see. Like I said, I, personally, overall, I think the movie was too long. Like a, like two two two. Was, you fell asleep was like in two hours. Five minutes, man. Most forty-eight. Are fucking forty-eight. Two hours. So it's like two 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 hours and forty-three minutes. I think is too long for for a movie. However, that first forty-eight minutes before I fell asleep did go pretty quick. It's not a Seinfeld so, episode. So I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> so over. Like if we if we had to go bags of popcorn, man. Like I just say, granted, I didn't see the entire thing over again, but uh, like the, I, I've obviously caught up in the recaps and I've seen I've seen the important parts of it. And I yeah, man, like I'm not gonna say I, I'm because I, I, I think I gave I think I gave Skyfall like nine or nine and a half. Like uh, I'm gonna give this one an eight and a half because it was fucking really good. But I did not like the uh, I didn't like the big bad guy at all. I thought he was unbelievable as shit. Great actor. Just a shitty character. Fair enough. All right, DK, we have done 25 James Bond movies. We we, we, we fucked it right up. Uh, my last question to you before we get out of here is, who was your favorite James Bond? Dude. I don't, man, that, that's a hard choice. That's a hard choice. I I know I'm gonna change it later, but I, like I want to say Daniel Craig. Okay. And I okay. I want to say Daniel Craig, and I don't know if it's because of like how films and movies have changed. And Pierce Brosnan still looks pretty good though, but um, I feel like he was most versatile. Yeah, he could do the funny and he could do the action just real well. Yeah, because Daniel Craig kind of strived on the fact that he was a cold-hearted killer, which I really like, right. man. Like, I yeah, like oh no, that, yeah. it was, it was. I good. like it was, that. It was what that, it, double what that series sick. needed. Oh, uh, but but I think Pierce Brosnan for me is like a solid number two. Like, I really liked a lot of that stuff. Um, Kyle, I'm gonna go to you next. Out of the James Bond movies you've seen. 
<laughs> Who's oh, your Lord, Bond? I've only seen like three of them. Okay, um, who should be the next Bond then? Idris Elba. Yes, mm. yes, that's that who I'm tra- for. I think he's too old though. Maybe, but like, see, I'm not, I'm not sure who else. Have, like, it was the problem was that it, the time to have done that would have been about five years ago. Yeah, but, they talked about it then. Michael yeah, B. Jordan, people man. Got, people got mad about it. I would, I would be okay with that too. I, I, it's, it's tough. I can't think of a. I don't know one off the top of my head, but I. Here's what I'll say about it. It'd be nice if it was an unexpected choice, and maybe. Bond is a role that you can elevate someone to the A-list, if Daniel yeah. Craig is any indication. You don't yep. need to start with somebody who's 100%. at that level. Find the character. Don't worry about a bankable star. The, the The money will come from, you know... First of all, you can get a bankable star to be the villain. And second of all, um, it's a Bond movie. People, are, people will, be, will be interested to see it. But at the same time, when you watch like a... Uh... Jason Bourne movie. Holy fuck, it's Jason Bourne. Right? If you see somebody other than Matt Damon, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Mick. Such a, such a weird movie. Right? <laughs> Mick, who, uh, you said Daniel Craig, yes? Daniel Craig's my favorite. I think just be, like I said, probably just, like, if, if you asked me that even, like, two, three years ago, mm. and I had seen Skyfall, um, I probably wouldn't have said Daniel Craig. It's because he hadn't he had him sitting there and grown on me. Whereas like I was like he's good. Pierce Brosnan is better. Uh, after sitting through the last few, I'm gonna say man, it's it's gotta be Craig is for the number one. Pierce Brosnan is the number two. To me, Pierce Brosnan was very similar to uh, uh, Roger, Roger Moore, Moore for me. Yeah. Where he's like very kind of like suave, but like yeah yeah man, but like kind of funny. Whereas Daniel Craig is more like a Timothy Dalton, because like. Dalton, licensed to kill, man. He has some fucking pretty, like, hardcore killer scenes in there. You know, he he's sitting there on the Definitely. roof with, like, the fuck. He gets behind that sniper rifle, man. He's all business. You and Daniel what? Craig was, like, the business James Bond. So, I don't know, man. It's just a little different take on the character. I don't really want to see him go back to that humor role. Do you know what I love the most about Timothy Dalton, though? Was when I watched Hot Fuzz and I realized that he was the guy <laughs> that ran the supermarket. Yeah. You know? Roger Moore for me yeah. was like dad bond and I gotta say Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan one and two and Sean Connery is a three. The only thing and Sean Connery is just like camp. The only, I find, yeah, but he was the only thing about Sean Connery that I don't find makes him number one is like he's not necessarily relatable in all of his character portrayals. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Like that 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 there's been t- numerous times where we've watched a Sean Connery movie and either Bit left rapey. That movie. Yeah, a bit rapey, bit racist. Like one of them had a disclaimer saying, "Hey, this movie's racist." Oh, with the with the, the China one or whatever they try to make him yes! Chinese. Yes. Oh my, he dresses up like a, as an Asian guy <laughs> in 1967. I was just if like, they did that now, they would shoot him in the street. <laughs> They've already tried to cancel a dead man. Like, right? <laughs> it was. It was. It's been. It's been good. It's been bad. It's been. It's been you? all kinds what of things. Where are you at with the James Bond situation here? Ah, it was Pierce Brosnan for so long, but Daniel Craig really did it for me in this movie. Uh-huh. I, I feel like I, I he... oh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I, I just I'll, I'll let you finish real quick, but I just want to say one thing, and then I'm done with it. Uh, Pierce Brosnan to me. <laughs> okay, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierce Brosnan to me was like the uh, the James Bond of my childhood. 
but because like there was a lot of like that was he was the one that introduced me to James Bond but yeah. Daniel Craig just like at the end of the day had more in his toolbox I'm sorry yeah. for interrupting you Rylan continue uh, it's pretty much my exact thought uh it like I grew up watching Goldeneye. I grew up watching Die Another Day and Tomorrow Never Lives or dies or whatever. <laughs> uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrow Never, Never Lives or Dies. Shows up. <laughs> um, and uh, what was the other one? The World Is Not Enough. Mm. Like those were like movies, I wa- like action movies I watched growing up. Uh, Die Another Day I saw in the theater and Halle Berry, fantastic in that movie. Her dialogue, not so much. Um, <sighs> but that's that, not, that that's not that. why she was there. Story of Same as Berry's career. Of Hall- story of Halle Berry's career. Very That's fucking true. true. Um, but that being said, though, like the Daniel Craig movies, especially because they were like a series, it wasn't just like the first one and the last one had nothing to do with each other. They all connected. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Quantum Assault sucked. Don't get me wrong. It was not <laughs> a good movie. But it was a bad movie. Yeah, but so does Tomorrow Never Dies sucked too. So yeah, it was. It was a really bad movie. That's where the internet took over. The, the internet was the villain in that one. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, Take that being Amazon said. Messenger um, man. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, this movie put it over the top with me. Like, I love his dedication to the character. I love the fact that that his first idea was let's kill the character because it's going to be a new era of Bond anyway, so we don't really need to have somebody just continue to be Bond. Also. Somebody has to start fresh. Yeah. Also, like, if I was a, if I was guy, if I let's say I played James Bond for five years, and the one thing that I could do is make sure that nobody ever plays him again. <laughs> Fucking It'll science, man. Fucking science kills him. No, no more James Bond. What? With all that being said, I think that that definitely will conclude Jaggers Eve three for the evening. Kyle, Mick. <coughs> DK, it's been a fun year on the on the uh, the channel. As and per usual, this show has been a blast as usual. Yeah, shit in real life though, <laughs> dude. We can't. That, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Can, we... yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So to exit the podcast, I think we all need to throw one more of these up in the air to the moon. And this the right way. Just did it. No more. Oh. This is like All one right. and a half shots, but we're gonna do it. Don't All even right. trip. Is Mike Tyson on your energy drink? Wow, that's that. Mike you, Tyson. You are, you... <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Cheers. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.